Thank you for joining us for an episode of the Ready Dice Roll Podcast. Let's get into the action. Three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. sense okay so ulamog you've been hired to uh sort of accompany this um a joint venture by the order of the gauntlet and the harpers um they are being sent out to investigate um a purported cultist camp in the southeast region of the greenfields um uh, but uh, they're sending a couple of spellcasters out, and they wanted some muscle, so they hired you as well. Um, you all have been offered a bounty of uh, 200 gold for completing this mission, uh, which you will be paid on your return. Um, you were hired in the city of Elturel, capital of Eltergard, which is northeast of Greenest, where the previous party started their campaign. Uh, and distant by about two weeks travel. Um, so you were contracted by a half-elf uh, by the name of Leosin or Lanthar, uh, who didn't give you a lot of details on his own work. Um, Bart, you know from being a fellow Harper that Leosin is one of the Harpers, and you also know that he has been investigating the movements of a dragon cult that has been mounting raids on small settlements in the Greenfields, and most recently, uh, some three weeks ago, attacked the trading town Greenest uh, within the territory of Baldur's Gate. so Leosin returned from doing some investigating down there, uh, and he came back to Elturel, where he met with um, the leader of your chapter, uh, Talbot, uh, Omthar Froom, a human paladin. Um, <clears throat> and they decided to, and after waiting an appropriate amount of time uh, for Leosin's contacts to return, and assuming finally that they were not going to, uh, they decided to hire, uh, or each organization decided to send a a representative and they hired some help for their representatives to go and investigate the fate of Leosin's contacts, who were asked to, as you have been asked, to explore a purported dragon hatchery within a cultist camp and to discover and report on the cultist actions and movements and plans. Uh, you left El Torel on that mission about a week ago. Um, it is summer in the south of the Sword Coast, and the terrain of the area you're passing through, now leaving the hilly woodland surrounding El Torel, uh, getting into the flat grasslands south of the area. The scenery has become very mundane. A uh, clear blue sky stretches out over green fields that roll on into the, the far distance, too far for your eyes to see. Um, 
and uh, you travel this way for some days um, without event until uh, one day uh, you come to a um, like a smallest a smallish stand of woods uh, close to a, a creeping stream with no name um, and moving through this brush, uh, you come to a clearing where you find um, the remains of a, a campsite that looks like some sort of humanoids were here. Um, and it being about midday and time for you all to take a break and lunch, you stop at the campsite and rekindle the fire and uh, sit for a bit. And as you're tucking into your rations, um, Looking off into the woods nearby, Talbot, you see uh, what looks like a human form lying on the ground. So all three of you get up and, and go cautiously to examine, and you find uh, two dead bodies of human beings. It looks like they've been torn apart by animals uh, and a set of tracks uh, all around them. Um, Anyone who would like to determine what happened here can make an investigation check. Would now are you claiming that we need to be proficient in something to make checks? Uh, that will be the case in some things and okay. not in others. Okay. Uh, like if you have no way of knowing something, I'm not going to let you roll to see if you know it. Okay. Um. Alright, so we got a 10 from Barty. Uh, 7 from Ulamog. Alright. Can I do a survival check to see like what the tracks, what kind of animal the tracks look like and where they're leading? Uh, yes, you can. And if either of you has a higher survival than intelligence, you can apply that to the same role instead. Nine. Okay. Got a 24 on that. 24. Uh, so looking around, you can identify the... It, um, it's difficult to identify the tracks. Uh, let's see. So I don't know a lot about your background yet. Have you mostly been a city person? Did you spend any time in the wilderness? I, uh, I, I grew up in Waterdeep, but I've since my teenage years um, been working for the Church of Tear as a uh, kind of uh, tracker um, of like rogue spellcasters necromancer, like anyone that is using magic unjustly okay um, so you, you would have some knowledge of magical beasts then yeah. um, so looking at the, uh, the tracks uh, you can see that they are arranged as if they come from uh, just one creature. Uh, but there are both avian and uh, feline tracks in the dirt around these bodies. Uh, the bodies themselves, uh, if anyone wants to make a medicine check to determine um, specific information beyond uh, the fact that they look like they've been torn by beasts, uh, they can do that. <coughs> Cool. 
Six. Okay. Not Ulamog. Seven. <laughs> non natural 20. And natural 20. Non natural. Non natural. Okay. Uh, the, the two of you are both sort of standby, um, feeling useless while Talbot sort of stops and, and kneels down in the tracks. Uh, runs his finger through the dirt and smells it and goes over and looks at the body for a second. Looking at the body, Talbot, uh, you can see, obviously, it's been torn by wild animals, but looking over it more intently, you don't see any tooth marks, specifically. Uh, it looks like it has been torn off in large strips, as if by a huge bird's beak. Mm. Um, there are long claws, as if by talons. Bird-like creature. Talons, beak, no bites. Uh, and further, with your high uh, survival check, uh, you also note that the tracks from this place are concentrated around this actual area, but don't seem to lead out into the woods or the terrain in any direction. Uh, you suppose that the creature I'm may have jumped into the trees or flown away but did not use the ground to get away from its location. After he says bird, I'm instantly looking in the sky just keeping watch over the kind of above us, the aerial area. Okay, make a perception check. Um, uh, 13. 13. Uh, you don't see anything. Okay. Um, in the distance you all hear the calling of birds. Uh, one screech as of an eagle, but, um, this is a part of the world where that's common. And, can you tell, my friend, how, how large of a creature this might be? Hmm, there are only a few tracks because it looks like they flew off, but I'll look again. Do you have any idea on size category here? Um, on the... Let's see, you rolled like a 24 for your survival, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the impressions are pretty deep. Uh, you would reckon that this is a beast that's larger than a person. Uh, though certainly not gargantuan or huge. Bigger than you and me, at least. Of course. What about me? Right. Bigger than him, too. Yeah, you too. <laughs> You're actually kind of small for a bugbear. I've killed way bigger bugbears than you. I have not. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I stay close to you, then. Alright. So there's nothing else y'all want to do. Uh, you examine the bodies, there's nothing valuable on them. They don't even appear to have been carrying weapons beyond uh, knives that are suitable for tools and uh, a couple of short bows. Looks like a couple of people who are out hunting. You knew uh, where my mind was going. <laughs> I know. We always know. <laughs> yeah, their 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 clothes are ruined, and their their gear is usable, but not worth more than regular examples of its type. Uh, so the three of you make a note to be cautious as you continue, uh, and you make your way. Uh, through these woods until they clear out in a couple of hours um, and make a perception check all three of you please yeah. hey there we go First 
My first single disc. 17 for Ula Mog. 17 for Ula? 9. Okay. <laughs> 5. Uh, okay. So as you're le- you get out of the woods and you travel for about 10 minutes before um, uh, Ulamog, you start to just get the strangest sensation of being watched. So you turn and look behind you, and in the sky, a long distance up and away, you see two uh, great forms as of huge eagles soaring. Uh, and as the and they appear to be following your position, um, as they grow closer, you get more detail on their appearance, and you notice that it, they're not huge eagles, but they also have uh, leonine features on their hindquarters. And as they get even closer, you're finally able to identify them as a pair of griffins. Uh, that seem to have chosen you all as their quarry. Um, so everyone roll for initiative. Ooh, right out the gate, all right. Uh, Ulamog, they're too far away unless you've got, like, a longbow, but I'll give you a sur- one surprise round for making your check. Let's see, I do have a light crossbow. Uh, what's your, uh, your max range on that? Uh, max range is 320. Oh, yeah, you can make a shot at disadvantage. Uh, they are uh, 120 feet away from all of you at this point. You are all in a fairly open field. Uh, sorry, Andrew? I do have a longbow. I don't know if he would have alerted us, but just for... Uh, no, I'm letting him have a round because he made the perception check. Gotcha. So he gets a little time to sort of react right, right away. Gotcha. So this is like, as Ulamog is shouting out to you, he is making this shot. Okay. All right. Let's Unless there is something else, you can you you have an act like a turn. So if there is something other than making a shot that you wanted to do, man, yeah, I was there in the sky. Gotcha. Uh, cool. Am I allowed to do a bardic inspiration? Uh, nah. Okay. Sorry, man. Heard. All right. Disadvantage, you say? Uh, yeah, if it's outside the... I don't know the, the short range of a crossbow, but uh, it's... No. It's eight. Yeah, it's a no. disadvantage, then. It's out in the, uh, the long range. Full elves get the elf weapon training. You can choose to swap out your... Uh, 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 yeah. You know, you seven, so that definitely... It's not you gonna make it. That out with weapon training. Um, okay. So... Initiative... <laughs> Above us. Oh, no. Uh, I need initiative rolls, please. Anybody from 25 to 20? Uh, All 21. Right. 21. 21. Alright, so that puts Bart at the top of initiative. Uh, 20 to 15? I have 15. Alright, how about Ulamog? 6. Gotcha. Oof. Yeah, it was shit. <laughs> Okay, so uh, these, Bart, uh, you hear Ulamog uh, exclaim, and you turn behind you and look up to see what he's looking at, and above you, uh, two griffins are descending uh, in a swoop as if to attack you and your group. Um, It appears to be a bonded pair, a male and a female, or actually, you could make a nature check. Okay. 
quick, find out their gender. Uh, it's not very good. Um, we need to know what kind of genitals they have. I think I just a nine. I, I, I'm, it's loading, but I'm pretty sure it's a nine total. Yeah, you don't you don't know a lot about griffins, but you notice that one of them is a bit larger than the other, and has more ornate plumage on the uh, the bird part of its body. Ten. Ten. Uh, and the other the other one is just slightly smaller and has more drab like uh, so the the more ornate plumage it has um, sort of these iridescent uh, blue pinions that run through its wings in addition to the normal like tawny brown uh, whereas the other one is uh, more of a, a drab gray color all over and slightly smaller but they're both wheeling on your position and dive bombing it looks like from a long distance toward you they're 120 feet away what would you like to do uh i'm going 120 feet mm -hmm. i'm gonna take a shot with my longbow okay uh that'll be 14 14 to hit yeah uh that is gonna make it give wow. me some damage okay uh it's a d8 and sorry, which griffin are you attacking? Uh, the larger one, for sure. Okay. Alright, damage D8. Uh, that'll be a total of three damage. Yes, that's a one on damage. Wow. That's it. Alright, so three damage to the big one. Uh, right. and then bonus action. Uh... I'm going to turn towards... Wait, so I've gone... I don't know, obviously, when next... Uh, so, you have a... Uh, the bugbear has a bow. You just have what? Like an axe? What type of weapon do you handle? Dagger. Dagger? I'll... Uh, I'm going to turn towards... What's your name again? Sorry, the bugbear? Uh, Ulamog. Ulamog. Or uh, Ula for short, if you want. Ula, my friend. Have a keen eye, and I'd give him bardic inspiration. I don't know. Very nice. D6? Yep. Alright, that's some good bardic. And <laughs> I will okay. back up 30 feet. Uh, cool. So they are now 150 feet away from you. Yep. Uh, Talbot, you're up. Alright, 120 feet still? Uh, yes. I am going to cast magic missile at the one that's already taken damage. Okay. Uh, you can make a, um, a nature check as well for free. Okay. Damn. That is 11 damage. Oh, nice. And a 12 on my nature check, so probably not much better. Mmm... Yeah, not to, uh, you don't know a lot about griffins. You know that birds in general uh, tend to have um, more ornate plumage on males, and maybe that carries over to griffins. But you speculate about it for a second and then uh, make your attack. Um, uh, and then with my, does it look bloodied? Uh, no. Okay. I will uh, shift. I'll use my shifting feature. Alright, so what does that look like to the party? My, so, normally, I just look like, kind of like a tannish Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> uh, 
Um, in, you know, like some scale mail armor and, uh, Wait, oh, I actually messed up. I, I'm not, yeah. Okay. I'm not supposed to be a cleric of tier. It's supposed to be helm is what I was meaning. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I have the mail armor and a shield that has the little eye of helm on it. Uh, and yeah, my like, like goatee just kind of like puffs out to be more like a beard and my nose kind of grows into like almost like a like a bloodhound snout and my hair gets a bit longer very nice and my ears go from like normal human ears that resemble jake gyllenhaal's ears I to play this <laughs> to <laughs> popping like straight up and almost becoming elf like pointed but like a hound's um yeah yeah um, Alright, anything else on your turn? That's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alright, uh, so on their turn, the griffins are going to continue swooping down, uh, and with their tremendous flying speed, um, they are able to get into melee with uh, each of you, Ulamog and um, Talbot, but they spend all their effort that, tur- that turn making that distance. Uh, so that brings us back to Ulamog. Oh, all right. Well, seeing as how they close the distance for me, I will uh, put my uh, crossbow aside unsheath my halbert and just swing away at him. Cool, and I will say the the large one attack uh, or came into range with you, Ulamog, the smaller one is in range with Talbot. Good. Ulamog, like big one. Alright. So you make an attack. Give me a roll. That's what I made. Right there. That was my big roll. <laughs> Dang. Alright. Well, natural one is not going to hit. Um, what so maneuvers did you have? The the advantage maneuver? The reroll maneuver? Or? No. Oh, damn. Bummer. I didn't take that one. <sighs> I wouldn't have no, taken man. it either, but I was just saying. Ulamog <laughs> just got a little antsy in his pantsy and uh, swung way ride. <laughs> Alright. So because of his massive dick, Ulamog. <laughs> The Griffin. Uh, <laughs> he just threw him off balance and he swung wide. Um, Alright, you still have a bonus action and movement on your turn. Do you want to use him? Um, let's see. So he's all up in my grill. Uh, I have 20, 15, I'll move uh, 15 feet back from the big one. Cool, you're going to take an attack of opportunity as you do that. Uh but he rolls a natural six, and your AC is pretty good, so he's not going to connect. All right. And that would be my very lackluster turn. All right. Uh, brings us back to the top of initiative with Barty. Uh, do I have clear sight for a longbow strike, or is this something I would need to uh, do? Yeah, y'all, y'all are in a... So I didn't bother describing your surroundings to you just because you're passing through a huge swath of, like, plains in the south of the green fields. 
and for the va- like the vast majority of everything you've seen for the past few days is just flat grassland like you were happy to come to the trees just so you could look at something else mm-hmm. um, so y'all y'all are standing on a flat grassy plain right now okay. uh, so yeah you can see everything okay um, there's there's definitely an angle you can get to shoot them without worrying okay. about your your buddies. Uh, I'm gonna take a strike at the larger one since it's the only one I've seen take damage so far. Um, All right, focusing the fire. Proud of you guys. Uh, will a nine hit? I imagine not. No, unfortunately, no. Okay. Um, so you you fire off your. It's, is it a longbow? A longbow, yeah. Man, I didn't know Bard's got longbows. Uh, um, the half elf, the high half elf variant. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, that that longbow proficiency is so crucial. Mm-hmm. I was building my girlfriend an arcane trickster rogue, mm-hmm. and I, I had forgotten that. Anyway, um, she gets a bigger damage die, and I'm proud of it. Uh, so your attack misses. Um, okay. Anything else on your turn? Um, I'll back up another thirty feet. If I can. Okay, yeah. so you're now 60 feet away from the action. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings us to Talbot. You are in melee with the smaller of the two griffins, which has not taken damage. And how far apart are the two griffins from each other? Uh, how far apart would you and Ulabog have wanted to be from each other? I... They're, they're each... They, they, split off to each focus on one of you. Yeah. I mean, he he stepped up and fired the bow, and I turned and fired the missile. So, I would say, like, at most there's probably, like, we're standing on the same, we're parallel to each other with one five-foot square. Like, I'm in one grid, he's in that another. Sounds, that sounds fair to me. One yeah, so each of you, you have an empty five feet between you. Okay. Uh, and each of you has a griffin in melee with you. So, target is what different. Okay, so that's out of green flame blade to hit both of them. That's fine. So here's what I'm gonna do. I will booming blade the one right in front of me. Okay. Roll to attack. Fourteen. Uh, that'll hit. Give me damage. Oh wow. Yeah, they're big. Uh, that is five damage. Cool. And then if it moves, it'll take the uh, extra D eight thunder. Well, it has an intelligence of two, so you've got a good chance of that. <laughs> and also, I am going to uh, move myself. I'll take All the, right. the chance of an opportunity attack. Uh, that is a natural 18, so that's going to connect. Damn. Go uh, yeah. And you take... Um, 10 piercing damage as it snaps at you with its beak as you, you back out of its range. Cool. Uh, I will step closer so that I'm right next to him. Gotcha. Honestly, I'm going to move around to be on the other side of him. 
-hmm. and I want to get so that we're uh, diagonal from each other. So a 10 foot diagonal. So you want to be diagonal from Ulamog. From Ulamog. Yeah. 10 feet away from him? Yeah, so right now, like, let's say I'm on the left 10 feet away. I'm going to step back, move around behind him, and come up so that I'm on a 10 foot diagonal from his position on the other, the right or the left side of the other griffin, of the big griffin. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make it so that they're like positioned where I can hit one of them with green flame blade and the fire arcs oh, is okay. kind of yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to set up. Set, so that, set, setting up your melee. Right. Gotcha. Uh, okay. And then with uh, a bonus action, I'm going to spiritual weapon. Cool. Uh, the big one. The big ornate one. At mm. The male or the female? The, the, the male. The big one. All I'm right. assuming it's now, which is sexist. Uh, I don't know anything about Griffins. Damn, hell yeah! 24 on the attack roll there. That'll definitely connect. And that is not as much damage as I wanted. 7 damage. Okay. So does the uh, the dice roll on the uh, on D&D Beyond, does that automatically add your uh, modifier? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. And it actually shows the dice rolling. It's pretty cool. I haven't messed with that at all yet. I need to check it out. It's pretty great. You don't have to do nearly as much math. Um, okay, so that, is, my that turn. is your turn. Uh, we are back to the griffins. Um, so on their turn, first, the, uh, the female griffin uh, is surrounded by this, this sort of transparent um, energy. It, it, it looks like bands of, of like heat over uh, uh, the ground just sort of waving um, over the griffin's image in the air uh, it sort of uh, leaps forward as if to follow you uh, following its opportunity attack uh, and as it does there is a boom uh, and it takes its damage which you can roll Yo, uh, it's going to be two two all right Uh, so that one's going to um, that one continues after you, uh, Talbot, and um, it, it gets to within five. It does get to within five feet of its its mate um, in, in its attempt to attack you. So they get an attack with their beak and their talons. The beak is uh, non natural twenty to hit. Ooh. Is this going against me? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. And the talons, uh, also against you, are a 10 to hit. So the beak is going to connect. What you got? And you take uh, 6 piercing damage. Uh, the other two attacks are going against you, Ulamog. On the uh, big one? Mm-hmm. And your AC is 17, so they will actually both connect. Okay. So you're gonna take... Well, okay, give me one of each. Okay. So you take 13 piercing? On the first. Okay, what would be the second? Uh... 
And you also take... Sorry. Um, 12 slashing. Well, alright, on the 13, uh, I will buck up with the shaft of my halberd and use a superiority die to parry. Okay. Uh, no, in the future, um, I want you to do that, like, after, immediately after the attack that you oh. parry. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, like, I'm not gonna let you, like, see the two attacks and choose one. Oh. Uh, but it's, it's fine for this one. Um, sure. uh, so that'd be... that reduce it by five. Okay. We'll go ahead and modify the damage. Five, so that's 20 damage. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah, these I rolled these guys on a random table, so. <laughs> Woo! Uh, okay, and that is, and that one stays in melee with you, Ulamog. So that is their turn, uh, which brings us to Ulamog. All right. Well, I will continue my pursuit on the uh, the male. All right. Alright, come on, baby. Eight. Uh, that'd be what? Thirteen. I know fourteen hits. I'm gonna go ahead and use my bardic inspiration. Uh, you you don't you don't have to. Um, you you connected. I did. Okay. Uh, all right. I will also use another superiority die to uh do a trip attack. Okay. Is that feasible with a flying target? Sure. Well, go ahead and give me the damage first. Yes, sir. Uh, add that to the damage roll. Uh, ooh, that's going to be... 10, 12 plus... That'd be 15 damage. Nice. And this is against the you, big one, right? So as he lashes out at you, you sort of duck back and lash out with your, uh, you said with a halberd? Yes. Uh, it actually gets stuck in its shoulder for a second. You yank it out, and the griffin is still standing, but a huge gout of blood sprays out when you pull your axe out, and he's looking nice. hurt. Okay. Um, so does he need to make the strength thing throw now? Yes. It's a strength save? Yes, sir. Uh, DC 13. Uh, He rolled a natural 3. So as you're pulling the halberd out of the wound, you sweep the other end of it at its its, uh, forelegs, and it falls down onto its chest. Nice. Uh, And you knock it prone. Uh, Anything else on your turn? Yes. uh, With my bonus action, I will gain... uh, second win since I took 20 freaking damage last turn. <laughs> and that'll be my turn. Okay. I heal 13, so nice. That brings me back up. Uh, we are back at the top of initiative with Barty. Um, okay, so from what I've seen, the big one has gotten hurt knocked to the ground in the small uh, one. Yeah, the big one's starting to look rough. He's got a big gash above his uh, right sh- uh, 
his left shoulder that's pouring blood. Um, okay. Um, and have I seen anything with the small one happen? Like, have I seen any attacks connect? I hit it. Uh, well, you, seen... you saw uh, Talbot um, land a blow as he was getting out of its range. Um, okay. But so far, attacks seem to have been concentrated on the, the male. Okay. Uh, first thing I'll do is I'll bonus action healing word to... Uh, have Talbot... Is that the one I've seen take the most damage? I mean... Um, they've both been damaged. Uh, you saw... Um, you got hit twice. Willamog take two hits last turn. You saw one of, one of the griffins get Talbot with a beak. Uh, uh, I just rolled because I couldn't decide. Uh, I'll do a healing word first level at uh, Talbot. Uh, so I look at him and... <laughs> and when I see that feeling... I'm gonna give you healing, body's healing, oh boy, makes you feel fine, and you uh, take a little healing, uh, so you get six uh, healing word. Yeah, you get six health back. Okay. It, you know what? If Andrew, you keep, did you did you spend time away from the table writing stuff to use with your bard spells? Yeah. He has a list on his phone that says bard songs. <laughs> you know what? Take take a point of inspiration. Yes. Uh, D is that a D six currently or a D ten or a D eight? Say what now? Is it a D six currently? No. So so a point of inspiration is just like at some point this session, if you want to roll a uh, re-roll a D twenty, you can burn that point and do it. Very nice. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate the away from table prep. Uh, good work. I've been waiting to use that song for weeks. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so that was bonus action. Uh, I will actually take a strike at the smaller one because the other one is prone. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, the other one is prone. So ranged attacks will have disadvantage on it. Yeah. So I'll fire my bow at the one that's still up. So it will be just straight roll. All right. Uh, Longbow. I'm gonna use my inspiration dice. <laughs> okay. Uh, which was worse. Uh, so twelve total. Twelve just hits. Nice. Yes. Okay, that's a D eight. And while I do it, uh, am I allowed to? It just it doesn't say it takes an action or anything to use my bardic inspiration psychic blades if I hit with an attack. Yeah, it's just like sneak attack. You ah, you okay. spend your bardic inspiration points. Uh, so yeah. I'm gonna just whisper into the bow as I release. Uh, get it, girl. And uh, add two additional d6 to the. Uh... Okay. He can witness. It's two ones with this D6. Uh, that sucks. Two skulls, in fact. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's so a total he's of... probably going to die soon. <laughs> so that would be a total of six damage. Ooh. With a D8, two D6. Well, sometimes it'd be like that. That's true. Uh, and then I will back up an additional uh, 30 feet. Okay, so you're now 60 feet away from the action. Alright, uh, my turn? It is your turn, Talbot. Okay. Are they five feet from each other? Uh, they are five feet from each other. Sweet. I'm going to green flame blade. I'll send my attack at the one that's on the ground. Okay, so you can roll with advantage for that attack. Yeah, get him. 
hit, so yeah, and then we got one better. Uh, Non-natural 20. Okay. His damage is going to be 7. 7. Alright, he's, he's looking pretty worn out now. Um, so you scooped out, what kind of weapon do you use? A dagger, you a said? A dagger. Alright, so you, you thrust out with a dagger, and there's a gout of green flame that flies off of the, um, the point of impact and connects with the other griffin. Yeah, and he's going to take um, three damage, three fire damage from that. Okay. Uh, and big griffin is still alive. The prone griffin is still alive. Uh, still alive, um, but not in good shape. Okay, I will make my spiritual weapon attack against him. Uh, okay. Yes. 23. 23 definitely hits. And for 6 damage. 6. Okay. Um, yeah, he's, he's looking pretty bad now. He's got a huge wound over his left shoulder uh, under the wing from Lamog's greatsword that's still pouring like gouts of bright red blood uh there's a, a singed puncture wound where um talbot's knife went in uh just beside its uh right arm sorry left arm um <clears throat> and it is his turn now as he stands up uh, did you want to move on your turn talbot uh will anyone get an opportunity attack uh, yes. Then I will you stay are. put. Cool. Uh, so the, uh, the male, uh, the female first, um, she lashes out, uh, one against you, Talbot, and one against, um, Ulamog. Uh, so she, she goes after Talbot with her beak, with a, uh, natural 16. Um, so Talbot, you're gonna take, uh, um, 11 slash uh, piercing damage wow. and uh Ulamog, she goes after you with her claws that is gonna be a 15 to hit so you're safe from that one uh the male on uh, his turn um yeah it, it, it gets up off of the ground, using half its movement to do so, uh, and gives a great... It, it, it's like an eagle screech, but with the, the force of a lion's roar. Um, so you're, you're almost staggered by the huge sound it releases in your, your face, and it um, it's actually... Uh, it takes... Uh, it defensively sort of... No... No, its intelligence is two, so I don't think it knows about the disengage action. Uh, it is. It just uh, it spends all its effort backing up from the two of you uh, and turning around to try and get into the air. Uh, Talbot and Ulamog, both of you can take an attack of opportunity on the male griffin if you would like to. I would. All right. Uh, let's see. Well, I'll say uh, Talbot is higher in initiative, so if uh, Talbot is going to take an opportunity attack, yes. his comes first. It is a 23 to hit, and it did 4, da connect. four damage. 
Four. Okay, so you see Talbot lash out with his dagger, and it uh, it connects and hurts him, but doesn't quite bring him down. Uh, Ulamog, can I have your roll, please? Uh, Nineteen. That'll hit. Give me damage. Ooh, that will be uh, eleven. All right. All right. Uh, would you please describe the way that you make the the first kill of the new party? Well, I just I see that huge gaping wound, and I just hook the edge part of my halberd and just rip, severing the wing. Wait. All right. So as as the male griffin gets up off the ground and turns to and wheels to fly away. Ulamog seizes the opportunity and brings his uh, halberd into the bird between its shoulder and its wing. He lands a solid blow and tears, and the the wing all but comes off as the griffin falls dead with its uh, huge eagle wing lying attached only by skin and sinew. Um, the male griffin is down. Um... Did I make the attacks for the female griffin already? Yes. 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 yes that's right. Okay. So those, those, that is the griffin's turn. The female griffin is in melee with Talbot, but not with Ulamog. Uh, and Ulamog, it's your turn. Uh, how many feet away from me is she? Uh, she is. She's ten feet away from you. Ah, by a fifteen-foot range. All right, she's she's within your melee then. All right, well, we'll swing away at the mate. Give me damage. Awesome. Uh, yeah, twenty-two to hit. Okay. And ah, uh, seven damage. Uh, okay. Was I slashing? Um. All right, that's your action. Anything else? Uh, no, that'd be it. I'll just kind of look menacing at it. All right. Just snarl back at her. Ooh, that's going to bring us back to the top of initiative with Bart. Uh, I will move... Or wait. Yeah, I will move 30 feet forward so that... Or how far am I from them? Like 90 feet now? Uh, I think it's 60. Okay. Uh, then I'll stay where I'm at. I won't use my movement yet. Um, I'll just cast another healing word at Talbot after I see that massive... It was a beak attack? Is that right? I don't know. The female, like, it did, like, 11 damage. Yeah. I imagine yeah. he would have shown, like, the hurt aspect yeah. of it, so... Uh, I'll do another healing word at him. Um, I All can right. sing again if you'd like me to. I have other songs, but do I will it. just cast it. Whatever, whatever you want, man. In the name of one fight in the name of Bart. And it goes on, but yeah, you get healed. Uh, <laughs> How much? Better be another six. No, oh. it's uh, four. Four All right. uh, healing. Um, cool. So that was my bonus action, and then I'll take a shot at the female with my longbow. All right. Roll to attack. Yes. Uh, 17 to hit. Nice. Okay, give me damage. Uh, that's an 8 plus 2, so 10 total damage. 
Very nice. Uh, she's starting to look hurt as well. Um, you, you're, you're startled by the sound of Bart's voice ringing out, uh, but there's a magical <laughs> resonance in it that uh, fills you with vigor, Talbot. And um, uh, then an arrow flies by and sinks uh, just in just uh, on the um, the right side of the griffin's chest in front of the leg. Uh, it, it sort of winces and, and kneels for a moment before it regains itself. It's starting to look hurt. Uh, anything else on your turn? Um, I'll move like I'll rotate to where I stay 60 feet in range of my allies, but there's no cover. But just to kind of get a little bit of a better maybe vantage point. So I'm not like sure. directly behind them. Yeah. Just yeah. Flavor. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to Talbot. Stand behind the Wookie. Uh, I sheathe my dagger and touch my holy symbol and cure wounds on myself. All right. Yeah, that's nice. Cool. Ten, ten healing from that. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I will move my spiritual weapon to make an attack against the one that's still up. Alright. Which is going to be a 17 to hit. Okay, that will do... give me damage. Only four. That's alright, every little bit counts, but... Um, okay, she is, she is looking hurt. Uh, and we are on to her turn. Uh, did you stay in melee with her? Through? I did. Cool. Um, well, she is going to see. Actually, so when she, when the female griffin sees the male griffin go down, she lets out a. Um, it's strange. It's not a humanoid sound, obviously, but you can almost hear grief in the tremendous screech that she lets out. Uh, and abandoning caution, she flies toward Ulamug, sorry, Ulamog, um, to make her attacks in the process, leaving melee with you, uh, Talbot. If you would like to make an attack of opportunity, you can do that. I do, but I rolled a natural one. Okay, then you don't connect, and so she gets away from you. Hey, at least it got it off on that. Uh... And she enters melee with Ulamog, uh, where she's going to make a strike with her beak and one with her claws. Uh, but in her grief-stricken rage, she her sh uh, strokes fly wild, and she doesn't manage to connect. One of them glints on... What kind of uh, armor are you wearing, Ulamog? Uh, whatever the base heavy armor is. Scale, right? No, that would be a chainmail. Chainmail, chain yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, one of her her strike with her claws glints off of your chainmail as you dodge out of the way of her beak. Um, and she ends her turn in melee with you, which brings us to Ulamog with Bart on deck. Just seeing that, you know, brings a big grin to Ulamog's face and goes to swing with his halberd. Yes. 21 to hit. That'll hit. For ten damage. Okay. Um, she is uh, looking rough as well. In, in in this attack, you actually give her a wound that mirrors the one that you left on her mate on the other side, and blood is pouring out from it as well. Um, 
Anything else on your turn? Uh, can I can I do a bonus unarmed strike or? Uh, no. With the... No, if you take the polearm master feet, you'll be able then to I make a strike that. at the opposite end of the the halberd. But you probably want to get your attacking stat up before you go for that. Um, yeah, I'll just stand there and let you know the blood viscera kind of splash at me. Gross. Love it. All right. Fart, gonna you're be... up, Talbot, on deck. So I see a furry companion covered in blood. It's going to be great later. Um, and then my... Are you, like, shape, you shape-shifted into, like, a werewolf-looking thing, almost? I just... Is that just flavor? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not just flavor. It has a mechanical benefit, but... Okay. Um, I will first take a shot at with a longbow um, at the remaining griffin with a natural 20. Okay. Double um, your damage. Uh, that's a 4, so that's 8 plus 2, so 10 total damage. Okay. Um, very close, but no. <laughs> oh, you had me on edge. For <laughs> uh, bonus action. Um, screw it. I'm going to do it just because I want to. Uh, I'm going to look at the female griffin and just sing inside my head the most annoying sound, like dumb and dumber. I'm not going to make the sound, but dumb and dumber, most annoying sound. And send a mind thrust at her. So I need an intelligence saving throw. Okay. Um, you're doing that the same turn that you made an attack? Yeah, it's a bonus action. It's the unearthed arcana. Uh, the, um, it's a psychic attack, basically. It's a bonus action. Huh. Yeah. Alright. I'll it's have spell, to... Right? Yeah, it's a spell. Uh, it's a spell. That one. Set intelligence? Yeah. Uh, well, that's a total zero, so... Okay, awesome. Yeah, she rolled a four and she has a negative four because she's a griffin. Okay, so the effect of the fail is uh, the next action she can only do a dash, dash or disengage, and then she's going to take this damage. So. Wow. Uh, that will be 16 psychic damage. All right, would you describe how you kill uh, the the female griffin? Yes, so I release the shot, and as I do, in my head, I, I look at her and just give that eye of like, oh yeah, I'm going to get some of those female parts for spells and potions and stuff, and then go, and that's how she dies. <laughs> okay. Uh, so so the, the arrow impacts the griffin, and you see her stagger backward, and then there's a, a, a look of shock in her eyes for a moment before she keels over dead and you're out of combat um taking the time to look over the griffins uh you don't find anything that you wouldn't find growing on a griffin um they're not known to collect wealth really or anything they're they're more or less just uh wild animals um but you know that uh there there is some money to be made off of their feathers, claws, beaks, if you can harvest them effectively. Um, yep. Which I assume... Uh, okay, so... Uh, going forward, I'm going to find... 
I'm going to find or invent some more specific rules for harvesting things from dead enemies since we do it a lot. But for now, I'm going to say that uh, you can only do it if you are proficient in survival. Okay. Uh, and you will make a survival roll to determine the value of the parts that you retrieve. Does the Bardic uh, Jack of All Trades still count since I'm half proficient? Yeah, that'll that'll um. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's good enough for you to roll on anything. I'll say that in situations like this where I'm gating it based on proficiency, I might situationally make you roll with disadvantage, like if it's okay. something that you know. But I'll at least let you roll. Okay. Uh, so I think this will be a thing that's going to take some specific skills. So you can make this roll, but with disadvantage. Uh, and see, Bardic Inspiration goes away in an hour, right? Or ten, ten, minutes. ten minutes. So you still yeah, have it. I'm going to go ahead and burn mine. Are you, are you proficient in survival? I am. Okay, excellent. But I got a seven total, so... <laughs> with your Bardic Inspiration? Damn. I rolled shit. That's rough, dude. Yeah, uh, Bart. All right, he he got, you uh, four. He got worse. <laughs> four at disadvantage. Yeah. All right, so I uh, have proficiency. I okay. have advantage if I'm still shifted, which lasts a minute. So I'm assuming like we're still yeah. good. Uh, can I guidance myself as well? Uh, yes. Fuck yeah! All right, let's get some parts. Thank God. <laughs> good Very start. good. Both of these. Ooh. Better. Natural 20 on one. So that's going to go up to a 25. And then with guidance is what? A D4? Why isn't uh, that a roll? Uh, so yeah, 28 from 28 a natural 20. Total. Yeah. Um... Okay, well, with a natural twenty in that high, like I was, I was gonna, I was trying in my head to like build a table of like this result is this big a die times mm. this number, like, but that's a like you roll fucking huge. For There's got to be something in one of the books that'll yeah. help with that too. I bet. Yeah, I, I, and I really should have looked at it before now because this, this is not the first time that we've harvested right. parts from a magical creature, but um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'll say that between the two griffins, based on that role, you are able to gather uh, parts in feathers and claws worth 200 gold pieces. Um, which you'll you'll have to find a dealer in a town who's willing to who like trades and such things. And you're also, you know, you're constrained by your circumstances. You can't gather hide or anything because right. you're not in a position to tan it. But um, so you want me to add like it as an equipment, and not just the gold value? Uh, yeah, add it as the gold value, and you can change it to the gold value when we reach a town. Got it. Um, but it'll have to be like y'all. The next town y'all are likely to go to is Baldur's Gate or El Torel, and both of those are big enough settlements that they'll have someone who trades in such things. If you're going somewhere like greenest say or someone somewhere more podunk than that you might not be able to find but we'll we'll do that as it serves the game um okay so you finish up with these griffins and uh you're worn out from your big fight so you um uh leave the bodies uh where you found them and make your way a bit 
further in the day before finally as the sun westers beyond the flat horizon uh, you make camp for the evening and gain the benefits of a long rest uh, you said we had an extra 50 gold or 40 gold for our starting uh, 50 50 cool um, alright long rest and I'll just say in the morning I'll do song of rest unless you want me to do it before however you want me to do that um, I mean song of rest is just part of like it's part of a rest I'm, I'm yeah. really not concerned with when it happens okay. unless your rest is interrupted uh, so we'll have three uh, temporary HP very nice uh, okay, so the next day comes, uh, you make your way a bit further, um, let's see, without incident, uh, and the next several days come and go as you, uh, leaving your shortcut behind, rejoin the road headed south from El Torel. Um, toward the southern kingdoms of Am. Um, um, but uh, reaching a certain place um, close to a village called Greenest, you break off and start heading southeast. Uh, and as the terrain begins to grow hilly and finally breaks up into rocky plateaus uh, with narrow paths cutting between them, uh, natural paths uh, you start to find places where it appears that people have recently passed and soon places where large numbers of people have recently passed uh, seemingly going in a northwest to southeast direction and before very long you find as described by your contact Leosin or Lanthar a, uh, a horseshoe shaped plateau with a camp in the middle of it um, See, do you want to approach from the bottom of the plateau, from the uh, makeshift roads between everything, or do you want to circle around and try to get there from the top? Have we seen anyone within, you know, a day of this place? Uh, you have not seen any people. Like, getting this day in particular, you uh, as you've gotten closer to the location that was described to you, you've seen tracks of a lot of people, but... Um, uh, make a survival check if you're proficient. Or have jack of all trades. Uh, 15. Okay. 11. 6. Gotcha. Okay, so, uh, Ulamog and, uh, Bart, you're able to tell the tracks, um... There's tracks of a lot of people, but they're quite old. It looks like a large number of people passed this way maybe as recently as a couple of weeks ago uh, it's hard to tell exactly uh, the, uh, the, the 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 flora in the area has been trampled and uh, ground in, and ground in but um, it's been long enough that it's hard to tell anything more specific than that uh, as you but how did you want to approach the camp do we go circle around and come from atop, or do we want to push up the middle, the roads? And you said from my role, I couldn't tell the direction that they were going, correct? 
Well, the the tracks are lead in a northwest to that. southeast direction, but you. Okay. Um. My, I would say, let's take the stealthier route from our my contact. I know they are quite dangerous. These people. So. Hmm. Might be All right. Wise. So so uh, you take it takes you an extra um. About an extra hour and a half of travel to sufficiently circumvent the plateaus and, and climb up high enough to look down on the camp, but you're able to do it without accident. Uh, and I can describe the camp to you guys again if you need me to. I'm going to lean on your knowledge from past characters a little bit here. But you see what you saw before, and from the tops of the plateau looking down, you can see the entrance to what you've been told is... Uh, possibly a dragon hatchery. Um, looking down at the entrance, there are two armed guards uh, standing outside of it. They are dressed in, uh, it looks like, um, chain shirts. Uh, each of them bears a, um, a sword on their side, uh, a long curved one, uh, and carries... Uh, well, they carry they carry no shield, and they're in their hands. They're holding crossbows. Uh, they seem to be standing alert. Um, do you want to do anything now, or are you going to wait a while and observe? Uh, about what time of day is it? Hmm. What time of day is it? It is, it is early afternoon. It's about 2 p.m. Okay. And is it, um, like, overcast or clear skies? Um... Uh, it's fairly clear. It's a, there are clouds in the sky, and you imagine there might be rain tonight or tomorrow. Okay. And we only see the two guards and no one else? Uh, well, you wait for about 20 minutes after you get there and watch, and... Uh, no one else. Uh, it's odd. They don't even seem to talk to each other. Mm. Uh, I'm going to do a ritual detect magic. Okay. Well, I, I guess I should ask how far away from them am I first? Uh, so you are, I'll say, you're about 30 feet away and okay. 15 feet up. So, oh, okay. uh, sort of, sort of looking over the crest of the, or all of you are, are lying prone, looking over the crest of right. the um, the plateau, and, and you you have, like, you would be able to move around that outer house, horseshoe rim. You don't see anybody up here keeping watch. Uh, will I be able to get it within thirty feet of them? Um, but stay up enough. Yes, to... but I will ask for a stealth check if you attempt it. Ooh, I got disadvantage on them. And now, do we see the cave network at all? Like, do we see that aspect from up here? Remember, it had those well, caves on the side. No, I mean you. You see, I mean you see the opening to the cave, but the rest of it being underground sort of keeps you from. Oh, or, or sorry, I guess I meant the. They're like, remember it had like the grassy hills on the side and it had like those little pockets you could hide in? That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, like, you, can, you, can see, you can see the whole camp, so. Okay. Um, and we'll need to use like rope to lower ourselves down into where we can get in that area or is it just like difficult terrain to get down into that area? 
I mean, so you're looking at, like, in the highest places, the plateau rises, uh, like, 20 feet okay. from uh, there. But it's a fairly, like, it's not a gentle slope, but it's one you can get down. Okay. Uh, you would tend to make a lot of noise doing it. And um, so, you know, there are going to be checks involved if you want to do that stealthily. But uh, we're within But you would be able to do it without being hurt. Okay. As long as nothing bad happens. <laughs> I don't want to risk alerting them to get close enough to see if there's any magic involved. Hmm. Um, and we're about, you said, 30 feet away, 15 feet up, so about roughly 45 feet total? 40 to 45, something like that? And thereabouts, what are you trying to figure okay. out? Uh, I'm just so I I'm trying to visualize it more than anything. Have yeah, they yeah. moved? I, I know you said they weren't like talking to each other. Have they moved around? Shifted their weight? Scratched their faces? Do they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay. they're moving. Like uh, mm-hmm. you can. I thought they're at least behaving moving. like living humanoid creatures. Um, but but they 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 seem very alert. Is the impression that you get from them? Okay. Um, like they're they are people who are actively watching. Just because I'm a paranoid inquisitor <laughs> character, uh, can I do an arcana check to detect if they are illusions? Uh, yes, you can make an arcana check. Um, oh, that's shit. Why is it shit? <laughs> Six. Um, near as you can tell, there's nothing fishy going on as far as that goes. Okay. Can I see details enough to, if I wanted to, to disguise self, to look like a similar armor or outfit? Is that a possibility? Uh, well, I mean, it would it would be easy to replicate like chain Same. shirt. They're not wearing yeah. anything. Make perception check. <laughs> uh, it's a natural one. God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can't really make out anything specific about these okay. dudes besides they are armed and armored human men. Okay. Um, Same fucking strategy. Would that, would that help, maybe? I'm sorry, Jason, what'd you say? Could, should we make a distraction or something like that to lure them away? No, also, like, you guys are not under duress at the moment. You can also wait a while and observe if you want. It's only been, like, 20 minutes since y'all got up here. Okay. Um, yes, perhaps. perhaps like, I, I, don't, I don't want you to feel like the the narrative demands immediate action. Like, if okay. you have, a, if you want to hatch a plan okay. that'll take you a couple of days, nobody's put, like, a time limit on you. Yeah, let's do, like, a quiet, no-fire camp, um, and keep an eye on the place for a little bit see what happens to at least nightfall for sure minimum like into the night see like what's going yeah. on and yeah. all right so you guys uh sort of settle in for a long time watching these guys and a couple of hours go by without anything really happening you do see them uh, seemingly strike up a short conversation at some point in uh your observation but it's very brief and you can see uh, make an insight check. Um, everyone, or? Uh, yeah, everyone, sorry. There you go. 
23. Okay. Five. Uh, you get to... Uh, being part of an organization with a hierarchy yourself, uh, Talbot, you... Um, you recognize the behavior of a couple of people who have been threatened uh, should they fail at the task they've been assigned. Um, so they they, spend, they spare a little bit of their attention to talk to each other for a bit, but they're watching pretty alertly uh, the whole time that you see them. And then about, uh, you'd reckon, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, a couple of other people come out from inside the cave and relieve the two outside the cave, who then go back inside the cave. Mm. Uh, and you wait a bit longer, uh, sundown comes and goes, and then uh, about midnight, you would suppose, uh, the two men watching the cave uh, go in, and a third one, after they have entered, comes out, but only one person. Mm. Uh, and this person stands uh, awake at the same post. Um, I'm sorry, are you? Yeah, is, to say is it like same armor, same description, or did this one look different at all? Uh, all of the people that you've seen guarding the cave have been outfitted with like various types of sidearms. Mm -hmm. Like you saw a mace on one of them. It's not as if they've been handed like a uniform yeah. from like a quartermaster or anything but okay. uh they they are similarly armored like heavily and carrying big weapons and they look like people that could probably use them um they're they've all, all been humans edge. so far uh one of the second guard was a woman mm. they're all on edge in there probably because of that last group that tried to infiltrate Yes, uh, the Elfin did say that they had a, an ability for disruption, so oh. there's only one guard down there now that I see. Does anyone else see any others? Am I missing anything? No, there's just one. Do you feel this would be an optimum time to half the eyes to, to spot us if we were to move down? I think we could probably get down safely. We might also, I don't know, be able to draw him away. Mm. Would you like me to do that? Well, we have to do it without him getting the chance to alert anyone inside. And I don't know if you've noticed, but you're very distracting. Quite. Yep. I mean, it's kind of my thing. You, yeah. You're loud. <laughs> very aggressive personality. What were you thinking about for the distraction? I don't know. Let's brainstorm it, though. Ideas? Uh, you Ooh. said potential for rain in the evening. Did it start raining, like thunderstorm at all? Uh, no. You heard th some thunder in the distance, mm. and the air feels like there's more moisture in the air now. Okay. Uh, it's beginning to feel a bit cold because of it, but it is not raining yet. The thunder, how far away was it roughly? Like, is it far in the distance? Man, if you can justify to me how your character knows how fucking far thunder is away from him, then I will tell you. How about that? Okay. Do I have to roll trades? I just meant more like, <laughs> am I like, is it just really faint 
you heard thunder, man. I rolled okay. a die to see if it even happened. Like, <laughs> um, I was thinking thunderclap. I have I have another question too. That's not a yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Phenomenon. Uh, in this like chilling watching part, has there been like enough of a not like an actual long rest, but could I prepare new spells? Um, pray for new yeah, spells. Yeah, there's there's been enough like breaks where like you set somebody to watch and the other two of you like went to rest for a bit. Like yeah, you could have re reset your list. Cool. I got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Y'all have been here like eight hours at this point. Yeah. I wanna get silence. For, mm. for this dude. Yeah, that looks good. Alright. I can make it so that in the area he's in, no noise escapes. And then, good. Then I could do my thing with him then. Kill him. Yes. Yes. But we have to get the body out of there. I don't want the next two guards to come out. Because it'll be two again in the daytime, I'm sure. We need them to think, ah, uh, are he you thinking that he deserted his post? Deserted, abandoned, hmm. went missing, but not was killed right there. So, Will ah. we have the means to clean up the blood, if possible? No I blood. Do, no blood. I have spells that are psychic, so they will be... S- no blood should appear from the, the damage. Well, you'll have to be outside the... No sound will penetrate or escape the zone. That would make. Does that work for like psychic? For if right, if I cast the spell that's a got a verbal component, it can affect the area within silence. It's just I couldn't cast it within it. Yeah. So what silence disrupts is like the incantation that you have to speak to cause the magic effect. Silence prevents that. Okay. But like, if you can see the place inside the field of silence, and you are not inside it yourself, you can still cast a spell into it, okay. as long as it's not as long as it doesn't do thunder damage, which is um, pre- pre- uh, prevented by an area of silence. Okay. Um, I do have a spell available that, if. I am successful, it would cause that guard to fall incapacitated. Do we drag him back up here and... Potentially get more information. Or, yeah, words, the word thing, yeah. After, I, I slash. Alright, I am going to go position myself... Uh, actually, I don't even have to go anywhere. Yeah, me He's either. got a 120 foot range. Wow. Maybe U- Ulamog could get closer and you cast your spell I will cast mine in pair it'll take me 10 minutes to cast okay and uh, that should give him enough time to get down and and make his move Ulamog 10 minutes yes you understand this you can count this time out yes track it yourself and yes 10 10 and no blood no blood. And if, that kind of... You see him kind of go sad at that. If, if my spell fails, he will still take damage, but you'll need to finish him off and grab him and bring him out of the area. Because if we bring that person out, it'll still be silent in the area, so the sound won't yes, get through. Yes, so, absolutely. So it'd be perfect. Be prepared. How big's the area? Okay. Of the no 
Yeah, blood. So 20 foot radius sphere. Okay. Um, do you need to tell Ulamog the radius and all, just so he knows where to be? Yeah, I mean, just the whole front of the cave entrance is going to be no sound. No. So... He won't hear, he won't be able to scream or anything, just try not to leave any trace that he was attacked. This is gonna go okay. so terribly. <laughs> I'm gonna start casting silence as a ritual, targeting the area around the front of the cave. Alright, what's your range on that? 120 feet. Oh yeah, you're fine then. Uh, yeah, so you, you start ritually casting the silence spell, and uh, were you going to wait until that? What's the, the duration on that? Hmm? What's uh, the duration? It lasts for... Ten minutes. Ten minutes. No, that's... Ten minutes. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was asking... Hey, yeah, concentration up to ten yeah. minutes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you, you spend ten minutes. Uh, you set up your ritual to helm and um, uh, sit down and uh, pray. And um, after about ten minutes... You, you feel, um, uh, as you have felt before, Helm's favor as he bestows a magical effect uh, at your request. Um, so you, you feel that your, your silence spell has begun to take effect in the area of the, uh, the guard. Uh, you watch them for a couple of seconds, and they don't visibly it's react. Two it's two guards now? No, it's one. So. It's still only one or two guards? It's one. I just used the word they. Okay. I was just so confused. I was so scared. We just screwed up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's only one. Okay. <laughs> right now. As he's doing that, Ulamog is crawling down, getting to uh, the set upon uh, distance. In uh, once I okay, know... Okay, so yeah. you're... Uh, sorry, uh, let me resolve this, Andrew. Uh, so you're you're coming down. You're 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 wanting to enter the area. I would get right outside the range that we just talked about, getting in position. So when uh, I, assume are, 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 are you are you leaving the top of the plateau to approach the guard, or are you positioning yourself somewhere on the plateau close to the guard? Uh, I was going to make my way down. Okay. Um, so the guard is standing with his, uh, about 10 feet out from the entrance to the cave, which is on the inside west-facing wall of the plateau. Um, to approach him without being seen, you're going to have to circle the plateau to get behind him and come down. Um, which I would... Yeah, I mean, as long as you stay out of his field of view, he's in a field of silence, so you wouldn't even have to make a stealth roll to be quiet. Um, but actually, yeah, yeah, the uh, the zone of silence, uh, yeah, you would be able to use that to get down behind the guard. Um, <laughs> quietly, actually. So, good job, guys. Uh, yeah, so you're, you're able to slip right down the plateau, and you're, you're now standing about ten feet behind the guard. Um with the entrance to the supposed dragon hatchery beside you directly to your left. Uh, and I'm sorry, Andrew, what were you wanting to ask a couple of minutes ago? Uh, I was just going to say, once I see Ulamog in position, I would release the spell that would potentially put that person to sleep. Um, 
Okay, yeah, we're we're out of initiative, so I'll I'll, um, I'll say that you you were able to ready and cast a spell as you watched Ulamog's actions. Uh, so yeah, as Ulamog drops down and in, into the zone of silence uh, from the side of the plateau, you are able to cast your spell. Uh, okay. It would be a, wi- a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a natural fifteen. Yeah, so uh, he's gonna make it save. He did. Um. Are you doing this from atop the plateau? Yes. Yeah. Uh, would you please make a st- or where where on the plateau? Did you all move around to be behind? I stayed where we started from. Yeah. So we, we could see him. Okay, then I want you to make a stealth check as you cast that spell. Okay. Uh, would it be with advantage since there's no sound, or is it just visual? Uh, no, this will be based on sight. Okay. Oh, shit. That's bad. Yeah. This <laughs> has done really bad. Uh, that's gonna be a total of eight. Uh, that is... Okay. Uh, um, you, you may have been spotted. You don't know. Uh... The wisdom save succeeded. So what happens? Uh, yeah, nothing. No damage. Not. I read it wrong. So there's no damage. They do not fall incapacitated. The save alone. Uh, it. It's not half damage on a save. No. So it says at the end of its turn. So it's a minute long concentration spell. Uh, it says the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be incapacitated. At the end of each of its turn, it takes one d12 psychic damage and can remake the wisdom save. So yeah, nothing so nothing happens. happens because they pass the save, which sucks. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so you you cast your spell and uh, you you see the um, the figure sort of jump as if startled uh, when the spell goes off uh, as if it noticed some effect trying to take hold of its mind perhaps it, and the person looks around uh, and spots you on the top of the plateau uh, as you finish casting your spell uh, everyone roll for initiative does he notice me yet? Hey. Uh, I guess you'll you. find out soon I'll ah. beat you He's always gonna go last. Got two How dice. Doing, dice buddy? Now. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, uh, twenty-three. Since you're gonna start twenty to twenty-five anyway. Okay. So we got Talbot at the top. Uh, twenty to fifteen. Nineteen. Very nice. Fifteen to ten. God. Alright, ten to five. Cool, and that puts Ulamog at the bottom of initiative. Yeah. Natural fucking one. <laughs> uh, give me the total. Three. Okay. Uh, so, Talbot, you're up first. You can see, uh, 
a look of disappointment on uh, Bart's face as his as he realizes his spell has failed. Uh, you are about thirty feet out and fifteen feet up from your target, who has noticed you and Talbot on top of the plateau. What would That's you like fine. to do? Uh, I'm gonna cast. Oof. <laughs> I'm gonna cast a second level magic missile at him. All right, roll your damage. Get him. How many bolts is that? So I get four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Damn. All right. So eight, thirteen, fifteen damage. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. We ain't Damn. playing around. Uh, we tried to be nice and put him to sleep. So, oh, you actually smoked him. Good. Yeah, you took him down immediately. Good. No blood. Um. Yeah, so he, he, he drops, and uh, it's weird. Like, you, you see these uh, bright bolts of uh, light uh, fire out of um, Talbot's holy symbol, and they all uh, hit the guard in the chest. Uh, and the, the scene is one you expect to be noisy, but it's totally silent uh, within the field of silence that Talbot created. Um, so you're out of initiative already. Um Armog is standing down by the dead body uh, in the field of silence at the entrance to the uh, suspected dragon hatchery. Praise the uh, vigilant we, one. That could have gone since way silence worse. Is still up, I don't know if you can read lips, but you just saying, no blood, no blood, no blood. No blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and can I get him in a fireman's carry? And yeah, make he is back up. Yep, you, you toss him over your shoulder, um, and it's it's tough to get him up the plateau, but the uh, the field of silence over the entrance of the cave lasts long enough that I'm not going to make you make any checks for the noise you're making. Um, but you're able to get him up to the, the top of the plateau with you. Uh, so you're all atop the plateau with a dead guard. Um, the guard uh, has, like, three silver pieces on him, Andrew. <laughs> One silver piece. Fantastic. You you can have shiny. <laughs> um, no. I want to strip him down. Take the armor gear. Sure. So you get a uh, a chain shirt, a shield, uh, and a scimitar that are useful. Uh, oh, you you also get a um, a light crossbow. A light crossbow. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm gonna kind of show this. Can you fellas use any of this? Mm. Does his crossbow look any different than mine? That's worse. Yeah, uh, I mean, it looks a little different, but it will function the same. Mm. No. The chain shirt, that's heavy armor, so I cannot wear this. Uh, it's actually medium. Medium? But it's not very, it's a 13. Yeah, I can't wear, we can't medium. wear it anyway. I can yeah. only do light. Um, my idea was, perhaps one of us could... Uh, did did they have one of those cloaks with the mask? Like, the former party knew? Uh, not that our party would know that, but... Um, no. This is, uh, this person is just dressed in a chain shirt. Um, okay. he, he looks like he was dressed up to fight. Okay. Uh, Would have been nice. But there's to, nothing distinctive about it. I'm sorry. I, I'm talking to them, in character. Uh, Would have been nice to interrogate him, but 
At least we know there's one less of them. My thoughts. Goblet. Yes. They might have to split up the guard duties now. And they'll possibly think, because our ruse... Can we take a peek down there, or can we... Before... How long would it take me to get down there to try and, like, clean up the area to... Did it get messed up to where you could see foot tracks from Ulamog or anything like that? Uh, are you going down to investigate? How long would it take me to get down there? Um, I mean, so you're you're looking at like a, a scrabbly incline that you need to get down. Uh, that you'll have to make a check to avoid falling damage. Okay. Um, and but the distance is not that far. Uh, your main problem is going to be the noise that you make. But for right now. Uh, since you're doing it immediately, the field of silence is still going, and you've still got about seven minutes on that. Is that enough time for me to basically... Well, no, Ulamog got the guy to the top. You've got, like, five minutes of silence left. Would the five minutes be roughly enough time for me to get down there, try and, like, maybe put tracks leading towards the the other entrance to the cave, or not the cave, the the U-shaped plateau, like that, that guy just walked off, and then, like, try and clean my own tracks up that go back up? So that it looks I like mean, the person walked away. And you, you're a not trained in survival? Uh, no. I'm half trained. Then no, you will not be able to do that in five minutes. I'll so, do it. Uh, okay. if, <laughs> if you are a ranger, I might let you try to do something okay. like that. Um, I would like to do that, since I am trained in survival. And it's <laughs> okay. Uh, then uh, make a survival check. I am going to guidance myself also. And was that, sorry, was that a light or a heavy crossbow? It was a light crossbow. Nice. Uh, Non-natural 20. Uh, Okay, yeah, you're able to, um, once you get down, you notice there's already quite a lot of, like, old tracks. This ground has all been sort of tamped down by heavy activity, but uh, you can tell it was a while ago since there were a lot of people here. But you, you do your best, and you think you've given uh, the, a, a, a fairly clear but not obvious set of tracks leading away from uh, the entrance to the cave. And for whatever amount you think it'll help, you actually take the shoes off of the corpse and, and mash them into the dirt <laughs> in places. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Uh, and then you make your way back to your compatriots, and uh, just as you do, silence expires around the mouth of the cave. You do right. good work. Thank you. You did very well yourself, Ula. Thank you. Alright, so the mouth of the cave uh, sits undisturbed for the time being. Um, are you doing anything immediately or waiting it out? Can I just overlook, yeah, we want to wait, but I want to look for, like, the deepest areas that if we had to do similar tactics, that Ulamog could hide closer, like, in one of those tuck-in areas along the sides in the grass. To make a perception check. Okay. Fuck this dice. Yeah, why, why do you give you Uh, four. I'm not four? So you can see that there's brush around the edges of the plateau, but this character actually has not been down into the camp to look around. Gotcha. So based on that perception check, you cannot see that there are any caves behind the the brush around the edges of the plateau. Heard. Uh, Hey everyone, thank you for listening to our adventure. This is Twiddle from Twiddles and Fiddles in the city of Faith Faradin. But guess what? 
We're coming back to the adventure now. See ya. Still uh, in the situation that you were in. You are above the camp that... Uh, oh, I, I should have mentioned, I've, I've been leaning on your prior character's knowledge. You were expecting to find a camp full of cultists. Uh, this is an empty camp. So you were surprised to find that. Uh, mm. Your contact that hired you uh, expected that this, this would be an operating... Um, not an army camp per se, but a camp full of people who have been marauding the area. So you were surprised to find it empty. Um, My friends, I'm quite surprised to find this camp empty. I don't know about you. Somewhat disappointed, but very fortunate for us. Yes. So far, we've only seen the five. And, sorry, is it about 4 a.m.? Is that what you said? Uh, no, it was about midnight when you midnight. started your... Or it was it was about midnight when the, the last guard came out. Uh, so however long y'all waited to jump him is what time it is thereabouts. Sorry, let me attend to this loud animal. <laughs> what is it, dude? Like, no more Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Virtue hates oscillating fans. I know that now. Um, um, so how long were the shifts, roughly, that we saw? About six hours? Or? Uh, so you arrived about 2 p.m., and you saw a uh, changing of the guards at about 4. Okay. Uh, and then that, it took about another eight hours until midnight. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, you know, this is medieval fantasy setting, so nobody has, like, a wristwatch, but... Um, but yeah, about midnight, uh, the guard changed again, and that was the guard that y'all just killed. Okay. I think we should wait and see how they react, make sure we're well hidden and observe longer. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yes. So no blood. No blood. Alright, no <laughs> <laughs> so y'all y'all wait a little while, um... Uh, the time passes and it's two in the morning. Uh, and are y'all uh, staying up through the night or setting a watch? Yeah, I think we'll rotate watch, I imagine. Yeah. That way each of okay. us can get a rest. Gotcha. Cool. And then, um, sorry. So, so, so uh, the, who takes the first watch? I will. Alright, so Talbot takes the first watch. Talbot, you uh, watch over the edge of the plateau uh, for several hours, and um, it, it passes uneventfully. Uh, so you go back to camp and bed down around 4 or around 3, and you're replaced by um, who goes next. Sure, that's All fine. Right. I, I can do it. Or no, I'll do last. That way I can do song of rest when they wake up because I'm already awake and I've been practicing. I mean, if I'm giving you a rest, Andrew, I'm never going to penalize you based on when in the rest you did it. Oh, okay. Like, it's just part of the rest, so you, okay. don't, you don't have to specify that. I don't care. Yeah, I'll just do, um, I'll do the second watch then. Okay. I'll, I'll guidance uh, him as I'm walking. Thank God. Cool. But it only lasts for a minute, so. You know, like. <laughs> well, I'll let you make a perception check in your first minute then. Yes! Thank you. Uh, it's a total of eight <laughs> with guidance. Cool. Uh, so you don't, uh, you have a little trouble seeing, but you don't hear anything and you don't see anything. A few hours pass. 
and your watch passes and you go and bed down uh, just a bit before the sun comes over the horizon and uh, Ulamog replaces you and Ulamog uh, looks down at the camp and watches uh, and about 8 a.m. Uh, just as the the sun is really getting well it's summer so the sun would already be well up by then uh, more more like six or seven whenever the, the sun starts to come up uh, Ulamog sees um, a pair of armed guards come out of the cave uh, and look about as uh, as if in confusion um, and one of them posts up sets guard. At this point, Ulamog goes and wakes uh, the two of you, and you join him looking over into the camp. Um, <clears throat> and you can see uh, the the one guard still standing uh, there by the entrance, and after a couple of minutes, uh, the other guard comes back and joins him. And a couple of minutes after that, um, Several, uh, several more uh, armed <laughs> humans um, leave the cave and start looking around, and following them uh, comes a smallish uh, half-elven woman um, wearing uh, dark purple robes. Um, and she looks at the ground and looks around a bit. She confers with a. Um, uh, a rough-looking human man um, who, <clears throat> yeah, who is dressed in uh, hides, uh, and that's not hide armor; it's hide clothing. Um, uh, they they speak for a moment, and uh, then the man um, goes and uh, unties a horse uh, that was um, tied up elsewhere within the what used to be the camp. Uh, he gets on the horse and he rides away out of the plateau. Uh, the woman goes back into the cave and the two guards stand there continuing to watch. So how many total did we see minus the one that rode off on the horse? So you saw the one that rode off and you saw the half-elven woman. Uh, you saw uh, two more armed humans... Um, that came out with the woman. Uh, they seemed to search around a bit. Um, there was some examination of the tracks on the ground. Um, and then it, 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 there, there was an exchange between the woman and the, the man in hides, and the man in hides got on a horse and ran away. So you, you saw four people plus the half-elven woman plus the man that rode away. Are we all up now, or is this just during Ula's watch? Uh, no, uh, I assumed that Ulamog went and got you as okay. soon as there was movement. So you are all there. Okay. Unless Ulamog specifically didn't want to do that. No, that's that's what he was planning on doing. You just expedited it, so good job. Cool. <laughs> uh, when Ulamog wakes me, I... Mommy! Oh, oh it's... No. It's just you. Ulamog. Make a stealth check at disadvantage. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it appears we're at least down two of the assailants. Where do you think that one go? 
Perhaps the search for the one that we made look went away, or another option is after the rest of the camp. It seems that from the state of everything, they must have left the bulk of their force. The one that left was wearing hides. A tracker, I imagine. A tracker. Ranger. Hmm. And there's only two guards at the gate again, correct? Or at the correct. entrance? Okay. Should we attempt this evening, or should we go ahead and enter into this cave network? I'm of a mind to wait longer, see what their guard rotation looks like. Okay. And on the next night, okay. there's another single target that might be the best time to enter. Yes. Perhaps well, similar. Yeah. Dark would help out. And I imagine if we go in the, the evening hours, not only will we be able to, possibly if there's only one guard, enter easier, but perhaps some of them might be taking rest. And so <coughs> might be a bit easier for us making our way through. And if there's blood, it would be dark. So couldn't see. Yes, that is true. Sorry we've kept the blood from you. How, wait, how long have we been together? Did we just come together two weeks ago? Is that right? Uh, so y'all are all, yeah, y'all y'all basically met a couple of weeks ago when okay. you were all, uh, like, you and Talbot were both asked to do this by the organizations you're a part of, okay. and uh, Ulamog was hired to help you because he is less squishy than you are. Yeah. <laughs> um... So if it's agreeable, we keep watch, keep our eyes open. And actually, if I think it would be wise if we not only watch the, the camp area, but let's watch our, our sides and rear in case that, that tracker attempts to search the upper part of the plateau. I laid the false trail well. He shouldn't have any reason to come towards us. Alright, so you, you set up to wait another day. Uh, you note um, the... And y'all are basically watching for shift change and organization, right? Yeah. Okay, so over, over the course of this day, uh, you did lay your false trail well, uh, so you don't have to worry about the tracker. Good job. Um, you uh, you note that the let's see I said the shift changed at four yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you 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 make the note that they seem to be working in uh, roughly eight hour shifts. About halfway through the first shift, uh, one of the guards is called back into the uh, the cave. Um, and the first shift, uh, about the last four hours of the first shift is finished out by one person. Mm. Um, the next shift, uh, also has, uh, just one person for the first few hours. Uh, and another person joins them halfway through. Uh, so they're, they seem to be adopting perhaps a a staggered schedule, uh, as if maybe they are shorthanded. Uh, and then again in the evening at midnight, uh, a solitary guard comes out to watch the entrance by their self. 
And it's nightfall at that point, or like it's it's it dark? is midnight. It's midnight. Okay. Um, is the weather similar to the night before? Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, over the course of the day, uh, around noon, uh, rain clouds begin to roll over your location, um, and uh, somewhere in the afternoon, it begins actually to rain quite heavily, and there is a thunderstorm uh, where you are. How are you protecting yourself from the rain? Uh... I'll take just my cloak and keep it over me to, and yeah, I don't know. Do we have like leathers or anything that we could have like hung over us that we would have from like our camp gear? I don't know. Do you? Uh... <laughs> uh... Like no, I'll say you, you you all would have like an oiled cloak or something like that for you personally, but um... yeah. So your your gear is safe, but you are quite wet and miserable. Uh, I like it. <clears throat> Actually, points throughout the day, like quietly, they'll hear me kind of like trying to make music in my like ah, with the the thunder and the rain sound, like just like making little, little lyrics into tunes. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> so that happens. Uh, yeah. So it's it's midnight, and there is a solitary guard once more. Should we do the same experiment? Or just silence and allow Ulamog to go down? Save me the spell slot. <laughs> well, do we want to try again? If we take we another one by himself, they'll, they'll get more suspicious this time. They won't have two walk. They probably don't even have another trapper in there, so... I say if we take out another one, we move in as well. If we can take him, maybe I should use my spell so we can get information before we head in. At least the opportunity. Ulamog still be prepared, and perhaps I won't suck this time. Silence is going to alert him immediately this time because he will no longer hear the rain. Is it? Oh, uh, it now does it like slowly tune out the sound over the time? It's just like nope. it takes effect. Um, maybe what you can do is allow us to know once you are about to begin, and we can have Ulumog up above where he will be, and we motion once we think this your spell is ready to take effect. He rushed down. I cast my spell, and he's there in case. So basically, like in unison. Is that a possible? Um, sorry, what are what are you asking? Is it would it be possible to try and basically time out, basically tell Ulamog to go over to a certain area where he went down before, not to uh -huh. go down yet, but to be ready to move down, and then allow him to begin to cast his spell. And once we know he's almost done ritually casting it. Motion to Ulamog, and I cast my spell instantly when his spell is active. So Ulamog can begin to move down when the spell becomes active instantly. Um, um, I imagine you would have to do no, what I'm saying. He would have yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, so Talbot is going to have to give you a, si a signal of some kind for you to know when the spell is in effect. Talbot will know immediately when his spell goes in effect. Right. Uh, but like, that's that's really your main limitation. Like anything. 
Um, and, you know, Tal- Talbot is right about the fact that the rain is going to make the silence more obvious, so you may need to react quickly. Yes. But, like, as quickly as Talbot can give a signal that Ulamog understands, Ulamog can begin to act on the situation. And I could cast um, my spell right when the spell becomes active? Is that possible? So, yeah, if y'all want to work out some kind of a way that Talbot lets everyone know that his spell is going off, then you would be able to have a signal. Or uh, but Talbot will know when his spell begins effect. Do you have another idea? Possibly. No, that that's our best bet, I guess. Would would Ulamog be able to get down if he moves full speed? Like maybe he might take a tiny bit of damage if he like runs down the hill or whatever. Uh, so this the situation. Um, so if you want to get down the. Uh, the incline it is just difficult terrain okay. like that like if you're just trying to get down you don't care whether you're seen or make any noise uh and the point where the point right next to the uh opening to the supposed hatchery is uh a, it's a steep incline that goes up about 20 feet so ulamog has got to get down 20 feet of difficult terrain mm. Uh, to get to this guy. If he wants to jump out from the incline and land next to him, um, I... He's going to be making an acrobatics check to avoid taking falling damage, and he's probably going to be making it at disadvantage because of the difficult terrain and the rain. I mean, that kind of sounds like athletics to me, but, I mean, you are a DL. <laughs> uh, no, athletics would be the distance you travel. Yes. Acrobatics is whether or not you hurt yourself landing. Um, I don't know. Ulamog, <laughs> do you think you could get across that distance uh, in a matter of a few seconds? Basically in one turn, is what I'm asking. Do you think you can traverse that? Uh, well, I mean, run, jump. That's it. Okay. So you have enough movement. What? Uh, it'd be forty can we, can feet. Can we do blood or no blood again? If necessary, blood this time because we're entering oh, the cave. Yes, I have long reach, and you know, I do my wingspan. But he can't. It's difficult. It's twenty feet of difficult terrain. Yeah. So, so he doesn't have the movement to get across. Yeah, and that's and where attack. you have thirty feet of movement. So you could get 15 feet, and he would be how far from the guy? I have point. a 15-foot uh, weapon reach right now. If I lunge attack, that bumps it up to 20. Uh, yeah, so you would be able to get most of the way down the incline um, just at your, your regular movement speed. Okay. Uh, and the person is about 10 feet away from the entrance. Uh, sorry, I'm visualizing you guys. Visualize an attack. <laughs> uh, yeah, you would not be able to move close enough and attack in one turn, starting at the top of the cliff. Okay. But, uh, like, he would, could get in, be... in between to at least block off the, like, <clears throat> the area where... Uh, I mean, he, he, he'll end up in a situation, like, I'm already assuming that that's what you're trying to do, so when I'm doing my mental placements, I'm putting in the, putting him in the optimal position for that. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, on turn one, he's not going to be able to interpose himself. Uh, so he can certainly get very close. I'm willing to risk it. I, I can either try and put him to sleep so we can get information, or we can simply just kill him. I'm good either way, and I kind of flex as I say that, Terry Crews style. <laughs> I feel as if Helm is telling me we've wasted enough time watching. So just assault. You cast a spell in unison with myself, and have Ulamog rush down. Or, or how, how, wait, it's what, a 30, 30 feet from where we are to that card? 30 feet out, 20, uh, 15 feet down. So if you were ready, you could get Almost the whole way down. In well, first, thinking, unless you dash. Uh, what if I jump off and? Or would the fall? Would that be falling damage too? That well, from that from his position, yes, because it's twenty feet above him. Um, and yeah, like if if you do like a jumping strike, like you're you're using your action, like you're too preoccupied really to watch your landing. Um, so you're going to take falling damage from that. Which is only 2d6. I'm not saying you have to do it, but... We can heal you. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you. I'm even willing to sacrifice a potion. I, s- <laughs> I mean, I'm actually kind of game for that. You are certainly welcome to attempt it. So the plan is, all of us to attack in unison. Ulamog to jump and strike and us to release our spells when we see him jump. Does that sound correct? Yes. Perfect. What spell are you using? I thought I was going to silence the area. Okay, yeah. It works. Did you want me to attack instead? I can attempt to either put him to sleep or kill him. You're whatever you plan. I I like silence, and then me and you do something. It's, it's one person, so conserve as many resources as you can. Maybe just use your bow. If yeah, I think I'll do a bow strike instead of... Because I can't do vicious mockery, because they have to be able to hear me. Right. So, yeah, I, I will take a strike with my bow. Um, and if you don't see him drop, I can always cast a spell. Worst case scenario. Yes. But it's just it's one of them, and we're planning on going in afterwards, possibly, so... Yes. Let's kill. Not Save. Over, oh, yeah. kill, but not overkill. <laughs> right. All right, tell me when you're starting, boys. I will begin to pray to Helm for silence. Great Watcher, we are at your work being vigilant against the forces of evil. Gift us with your power to work for you in silence, unnoticed by our enemies. Keep them unaware. I go on for ten minutes. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to... Light some incense. Uh, before Ulamog begins, I'm going to give him a little tune and sing, 
Give a little bit. Give a little bit of my song to you. And I give you a bardic inspiration. Um, so bardic inspiration lasts ten minutes, and it takes ten minutes to ritually cast a spell, so that's just gonna go away. Could I have um, waited to, like, hold Ulamog one minute, potentially? Um, just so, like, once his spell becomes active, he'll be able to use that? Uh, just for, like, well, the jump, no, basically. So you're, no, you're waiting on a signal from uh, Talbot to know when the spell finishes, so you're not going to be oh, okay. able to, like, really ready anything. Gotcha. I will uh, not do that, then. I won't waste that bardic inspiration. I'll just have my bow out ready, then. Uh, cool. Uh, so you, you spend ten minutes casting your ritual, and uh, Talbot gives both of you the signal that it has gone silent. Uh, so you each get, uh, well, you, you get one round, uh, well, depends on what you're doing. So you're just attacking Bart. Yep. And uh, Ulamog, what are you doing? I'm jumping in and doing a downward strike. Okay. Um, and silence is already gone on, so... Alright, here's what we'll do. Andrew, roll a stealth check for me, please. No, no. Yes! 20, non-natural. Okay, then that means that you and Ulamog both get a surprise round. So you get a full turn if you do want to use that bardic inspiration. Uh, but I want everyone to roll initiative. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll use that as my bonus action to give him the Bardic Inspiration on my turn. Is if I'll just do it on my turn, if that's okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. He's back. I'll use them all up here, and then attack. Right, so the miss. fight will start, yeah. and then it'll be like threes and eights <laughs> again. Twelve for Ulamog. I finally got double digits. Twelve for Ulamog. Um... I, do you want to do the structure or do you just want to hear them? Uh, just give them to me. There's not that many people today, I guess. I got a 15. 20, All right. 21. 21. 15. How much for Ulamog again? 12. 12. 12. Okay, so we get... Bart, then... Alright, we're not going to do initiative because the uh, the baddie is at the bottom and has not very many hit points. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Ulamog, uh, what are you doing with... or sorry, Barty, on your turn, what are you doing? Uh, I'll take a strike with my uh, longbow and just okay. take a shot at him. Roll to attack. Uh, nice. Okay, 22 to hit. That'll connect. Give me damage. Uh, three piercing damage. Okay. Well, that's not going to kill him, but he does take an arrow, and he certainly knows something is up now. Uh, Ulamog. All right. So did, did you give me that inspiration? Um, at this point, yeah, I would have bonus action given the inspiration, yeah. Just so... All right, make sure that you mark that off of your bardic inspiration uses for... Absolutely. Ten, ten minutes, All right, so just in case. So, yeah. After hearing those lovely words coming from Barty, just grin ear to ear, and I run leap. And right. So to be clear, you're going to jump down the 20 feet with your, your glaive. 
Okay. Uh, let's see. If this hits, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it, it does. It awesome. does. Yes, because I get. Yeah. I, so you're you're attacking you're attacking a target that can't like he hasn't seen you, and, and he can't yeah, hear him so coming. Yeah. you can. Say that again. And you can't hear him coming. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you advantage on the attack roll. Thank God. Uh -huh. Fours. Bardic inspiration. <laughs> Nine. Fourteen to hit then. Fourteen. Come on, baby. Yeah, it's going to miss the mark, my friend. Uh, you do take nine points of bludgeoning damage. From <laughs> so you, so you get the signal from Talbot. And they're thirsty for blood. You leap off of the top of the plateau and just start roaring. And on your way down, you hit the the field of silence. So it's like, Rah! and um, it's also utterly silent when you hit the ground and plant your halberd about a foot deep to the right of the guard, who looks at you startled and shouts, which you can only tell from the shape of his face. He realizes the situation that he's in. Um, that brings us back to the top of initiative, which is going to be Talbot. No, it should be Bart. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry, I didn't rearrange. Um. Okay, uh, I'll take another shot with my longbow as I see that. Please. Damn it, I wanted to use my surprise attack yes. stuff. That's I know, I was so excited for it. Um, that's another non-natural 20. Uh, okay, that'll hit. Same dice. <sighs> Are you and another, another one, one damage roll? Three damage, three piercing damage. But yeah, I'm not gonna waste it. Um, okay, yeah. you guys better start sucking less before you get to uh, the half dragon. Um, come on, don't Cole. worry. I have lightning bolt prepared for him or a witch bolt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you, you, he's he's got two arrows sticking in him now, and he, he does not look like he's in good shape though. Uh, he's just a guard. Um, yeah. Anything else on your turn? Um, I'm going to begin to move down towards... Uh, will I take damage if I just move closer at all? The 30 what? feet? No, I mean, you're you're up like a 15-foot incline at the location you're at now. So, like, gotcha. you, you can use your full movement across the difficult terrain and get to the bottom without making a check. That's what I'd like to do. Just full movement down. All right. So you, you make your shot, and then you just scrabble down the side of the plateau. Uh, so you're now level with your target. Uh, Talbot, Ulamog on deck. Uh, <laughs> Do you have anything? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I say, oh, vigilant one, please, please <laughs> extend your aid to me and my incompetent companions. <laughs> And I will cast Sacred Flame at him. He needs to make a dex save. Uh, he rolls a natural three, so you can roll your damage. Yes. Don't be one damage. Oh, that's still not great. Three damage! Fuck. Okay. nine. He's a, he's a hardy guard. <laughs> standing. Um, Let's see, 15 killed the last one. Yeah. 
He's at nine. You should kill him. <laughs> Ulamog should be able to kill him. For the love of God. And it's not like um, he can shout out as long yeah. as he doesn't get away from Ulamog. Uh, anything else on your turn, Talbot? Uh, I will start to make my way closer, like he did. Okay, so you you also scrabble down the side, and you you end your turn at the base of the plateau. Uh, Ulamog, you're up. <clears throat> All right. Well, we're gonna try swinging again, and not sucking this time. Keyword attempt. I want to use an action charge to uh, Don't make another it. attack. Did you? No. It was that bad. Oh, okay. Oh, it's an opportunity yeah. attack to hit. Natural one. So yeah. Yeah. So the first attack, you you go to attack, but like you're you're not counting on the fact that your halberd is still embedded in the ground. So with the effort of taking it out, your your swing is just off. Yeah. No, that's not what I want. Action surge, yes. Alright, so. Did you miss again? Back to back natural fucking ones! Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you, you, you have thrust at him again, but he, he actually does to the side. Um. Uh. Okay, so anything else on your turn, Ulamog? I'm just gonna stand there in shame. <laughs> is he is he between so, the like entrance and the guard? His position? position is okay. He is beside the guard. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> Alright, so you, you, you both see Ulamog drop his weapon, pull down his pants, and put his thumb into his ass. Uh <laughs> And then uh, it is the guard's turn Damn. who um, we suck <laughs> appraises his situation. Let's see, it's raining. I'm not worried about it. Um, all right, he actually fails his perception check to notice the other two of you in the darkness and rain, uh, which is lucky because he's going to square up with Ulamog now and make an attack. Um, He's, he's visibly scared, Ulamog, as uh, bugbears are essentially the boogeyman in Faerun. Um, and one of them has just dropped from the sky and started attacking this guy uh, <laughs> as two arrows landed in his chest. Oh, that's right. He got hit with two arrows. Uh, never mind. He uses his action to disengage with um, Ulamog, and he turns around and runs into the cave. Um, and uh, bugbears have dark vision, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Ulamog, you can see that he's gone Ulamog about 20 vision. feet into the cave, uh, where um, just at the edge of your field of vision, you can see the inside wall of the cave begins to curve to the right, but the guard is still in your sight. He should uh, also still be in the silence, because it has a 20-foot radius. I mean, that's up to you, but I put it... Uh, well, so he was ten feet outside the cave. Were you putting it on the entrance of the cave or on his location? Right on the entrance of the cave. 
Which, yeah, you said that. So yes, he's still within the si- zone of silence. Thank God. Good work. Um, Good work would have been to put it on an object he was carrying, which is something you can do. I think. Uh, next up is Bart with Talbot on deck. Um, so my last turn, I had moved down. Was I facing the entrance to the cave when I got to the bottom of the hill? I mean, I don't, I'm not penalizing which direction you were facing. Well, no, I meant, like, can I see into it? Could I have seen that as well? Like, can I take a strike with you my longbow? You are a human, right? He's a uh, half-elf. 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 Yeah. So you can see in dim light up to 60 feet. Correct. Uh, your, yeah, your quarry is exactly 60 feet away from you, actually. So, yeah, he's just on the edge. You can squint and make him out. Um, so no disadvantage then, Correct. Not on your attack, no. Okay, I will move forward and take a strike at him with my bow again. Like Okay. Awesome. Uh, non-natural 22. Cool, that'll hit. Roll the 22. Can't, can't, yeah. So, <laughs> I was waiting for somebody right. to notice that. Yes! Finally. 10 piercing damage. Alright, so as the, the guard turns and runs away, you loose your bow and it, it finds purchase... Uh, in the middle of its back under his shoulder blades um, and he just crumbles uh, but makes no noise thank god thank help. you are out of combat uh, so the three of you regroup at the uh, opening of the cave are you entering uh, shall we should we do something with the body we can't talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hand motion to Ula. For listeners, he motioned to grab the body and drag it out, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did that motion. I just want to make sure I didn't, like, misunderstand. It looked very much like the Macarena. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Ulamog uh, grabs the body, Fireman carries it out of the cave, and um, uh, at this point, like, he, on, on the lower plateau, you, you all take a moment to look around, and you notice that there are a number of caves dotting the sides, covered with brush, so Ulamog carries the body over to one of them and, and deposit it, deposits it behind some brush, where it's not immediately apparent. Was there uh, any blood, like, from the wounds that he had? Uh, the three arrows he was killed by arrows Uh, there's a little bit of blood that made it to the ground but most of it seems to have been caught by the guards clothing and armor as the wounds were not large in size just deep is there a way to like maybe push dirt over the um, sure why not okay Um, yeah I'll do my I'll do that while he's getting the body like in unison and do that I'm gonna drop my concentration on silence Okay. Now that the body's so, gone and so as silence drops standing within the inside of the cave like it, it, it's weird the way that um, you know it sounds that you're used to easing into in certain environments ambient noises usually enter your periphery gently like this is it almost feels loud as the divine silence drops and you can hear instantly the cacophony of uh, <laughs> Yes, like that. Uh, have That's the dogs barking because the pizza's here? Uh, no. How's it going, Whoops. Whoops. 
I don't know why he didn't do contactless delivery. What's he thinking? Sorry, we got pizza. Okay. Well, let me know when you're ready to continue. We're good. We're out. Go. Okay. Uh, so you, um, yeah. So the instantly your ears are filled with uh, the the sounds of chittering bats, uh, dripping water. Everything's very echoey. There's there's the sound of. Uh, uh, there's a low whistle of um, air moving through the cave system um, all of which is to give the idea that you can't hear much of anything that's not right next to you Um, because you hear a lot of cave noises it is very dark in here who among you does not have dark vision you all have dark vision this time around don't you we learned our lesson (laughs) Um, yeah, so you, you all can see about 60 feet around you, um, I'm going to, I've found a slightly better way of marking off the map, I think, and I'm going to send you a photo from that right now. still baffled by that. I rolled back two two fours and then back to back natural ones. The total of all four of your rolls probably wouldn't have hit. <laughs> right. It's insane. <laughs> oh. Alright, so I just sent a photo of the map to the group chat which kept it sideways orientation. Sorry guys. Um but I'm just including the areas that your previous characters explored already. I will okay. still require, you know, perception checks for parts that your characters in game don't know about. That's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, you enter and you walk cautiously uh, into the first room and round the bend. Uh, as you do, will everyone please make a perception check for me? Uh, perception of 10 for Ula. 19. 10. For Talbot. Okay. 12. Okay, so Talbot, as you round the, uh, the corner into this area, you look down to the south and see, um, where the, the room... Or the uh, the chamber sort of tapers down toward a point, uh, and it's cut cleverly to look like there is a wall there. But uh, in fact, uh, it seems that the wall turns, and there is a small opening there onto a hallway, um, where at which opening uh, you see um, side by side, asleep on the ground, uh, a pair of kobolds. Hmm. Kobolds. Small dragon-like creatures. They look as if they were posted as a watch, but um, they are both sound asleep. Gods, but they're, they're sleeping. Should we kill them? There's no other direction we can go in, right? Uh, there is, actually. Uh, looking to the east, you see a, um, 
uh, sort of a shallow drop-off that seems to open uh, with a set of broad, shallow stairs on the south side of it that leads down into what appears to be some kind of a fungus garden. Um, and there is a path that goes through... There are a couple of paths through that garden that go off into the darkness beyond your field of vision. Let me just check the, the squares and make sure. Yeah, you would have to walk over to that ledge to look further. Mm-hmm. We can probably kill them if, if that's the route you want to go. Ulamog. Blood. Blood. We're uh, attacking the kobolds. Yeah, I'm gonna pull my rapier out. Okay. Well, it's it's a it's a pair of sleeping kobolds, and y'all are level three, so we're not gonna like y'all y'all can walk right over it. And uh, at the same time, you and uh, Ulamog run the two kobolds through easily. Yeah. Um, uh, try and drag them around the corner at least so they're not like plain sight yeah you don't you don't really even have to drag them they're about the weight of a medium-sized dog so you just pick them up and yeah um what are you doing with them just moving them so they're not out like in direct sight if somebody comes around that corner like just to move them slightly out of the way uh you were they have to take them just about all the way back outside but you can if you want to I, I, I'm gonna take one of them. You said there's okay. this fungus garden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, paths through it. You said multiple paths, stuff like that. Uh, yes. The entrance. Uh, I'll read the uh, the text that's written because it's probably a better description. Uh, the entrance to the cave ends here at a ten foot drop off. To your right, broad steps are roughly hewn into a natural stone ramp. The cavern below is carpeted with a profusion of fungi ranging from a few inches high to nearly as tall as a human adult. Two paths lead through the fungi, one on the right and one on the left. I'm going to take one of those little kobold bodies Mm -hmm. and toss it on the right path as far as I can throw that motherfucker. Are they in Uh armor? Okay, uh, roll athletics. Can I guidance myself? Yeah. Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, yes, you're able to chuck him, like, right out into the middle of the path. Uh, a good, um... 10 to 15 feet away from where you are. Uh, and when it lands um, just a bit to the side of the path, uh, four of the larger mushrooms in this uh, set uh, sort of begin to move and they stick out tentacles uh, that reach over and grab this kobold and drag it over. There's a bit of a fight between the fungi. Um, until one of them finally tears it away and pulls it into a mass of tentacles mm. at the uh, the bottom of the um, the stalk. I suspected as much. 
Something I want to forget I ever seen. It's terrifying. Are similar looking ones to the ones with tentacles on the left path as well. Uh, make a perception check. Uh, with advantage. Yeah, good advantage. 16. Uh, looking, you take a moment to look closely, and you really take a look at the, uh, the active fungi that just took these, this kobold body, uh, and then you try to match the characteristics to any of the fungi along the left path, and no, you, you don't see any that are like it. Uh, the, 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 the active fungi have a, a very distinctive, rich violet color, um, uh, and you don't see it on any of the other fungi in the garden. Well, we know that way is at least not choked by giant tentacle mushrooms. Or um, we could explore around this corner where the kobolds were guarding. While he was throwing the other one, I'm guessing I had moved the other one in that time? No. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm not still outside when, obviously... So you took it all the way outside? Yeah, just kind of like to where, again, out of sight. All right. Yeah. So you you took you hauled it outside. You took it to one of the the same shallow cave where you. It took a couple minutes, but yeah. you, you you make it back. Okay. <coughs> Do you? Uh, well, we know this path. Do we hear anything either direction besides the sound of caves? Uh, no. It's it's uh it's actually quite loud. Um. Like, the collection of ambient noises is... It, it would be hopeless to try to hear something more than 10 or 15 feet away from you. In this large, echoey chamber. It wouldn't hurt, I think, to take a peek down that other chamber, but... We for sure should stick together. Absolutely. Lead the way. Okay. Whichever way you want to go. Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go left, down, I'm gonna go through the fungus garden. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you make your way, uh, you begin to make your way down the stairs, um... Uh, yeah. Sorry guys, I'm, I'm, I'm reading as I go here. Um... So Talbot, alright, so you, you all begin making your way down the stairs, uh, Talbot goes first and carefully makes his way over to the, um, the left side path, uh, and who was following him? Uh, we all were following. Yeah, I was okay, going to so take like up the Bart, rear. Bart goes next, um... Uh, makes it to the same path. Ulamog, as you descend the stairs, um... Let's see. They collapse, and a dragon eats us, and we die. <laughs> uh, make a dexterity saving throw for me, please. Ulamog. We haven't said it, but I imagine we're moving stealthily? No. No? Okay. Six. Six. Uh, so, Ulamog, as you put your foot on the the middle stair, you hear a click. 
uh, and a split second later, um, the stair uh, turns so that it's diagonal, and it spills you down the stairs into the um, the the patch of fungus uh, where the large violet fungi um, activate and, and begin to bring in uh, some old aggro. Roll, roll it, uh, initiative. Why do my guys hate me tonight? I don't know, dude. Switch sets. Oh, now, now I get a fucking 18. <laughs> hey, you'll get to miss sooner. Yeah. So that one guard out front, we used a bardic inspiration, an action surge, a spell slot? Nope. Nope, you didn't use it? I told so you, you can serve yeah. resources, so I can serve resources. I only use longbow and bardic. Yeah. And bardic. Yeah. But uh, I guess, yeah. Uh, fifteen for me. Seven. Sorry, I forgot I was the last one. I hadn't said anything. Sorry. All right. In this photo, each of your positions is represented by your character's initial, and the baddies are represented by F for fungus, <laughs> with numbers for which one they are. Uh, and sorry, we already roll initiative for this one. We did. We did. Yes. Uh, and let me get those rolls. Twenty-five to twenty. Uh, 20 to 15. Uh, 18. 15. Okay. 15. Uh, 15 to 10. Uh, Alright, what's your initiative? Uh, 7. 7. Alright. Okay. You're up first. You are uh, prone and staring up at uh, a three-foot-tall mass of coiled uh, fungal stalks. And uh, out of this sort of deep purple um, sort of uh, head-like structure on the end of the main stalk, uh, four tentacles uh, have reached out and begun to wave in the air menacingly. Um, What would you like to do? Uh, well, first I will stand up. And you see three other such at uh, distances from you along the right-hand path uh, for a total of four of these fungi. <clears throat> I was kind of going... And then uh, I will swing away at the one right front. All right. Roll to attack. Twenty-one. Yeah, oh, that was a one again. Give me your damage. Uh, that'll be seven slashing. Seven. <coughs> All right. So you you plant your your halberd uh, in the the side of the coil, and you you cut off a couple of uh, tentacles, and you feel. Uh, exultant about it for a moment and then two more snake right out uh, so that it has the same four that it started with um, but you do some damage uh, sorry will you tell me how much again what's that how much damage again 
Uh, seven. Okay, cool. Um, anything else on your turn? Well, after seeing them kind of grow back out, just go again. And yeah, that's it. Cool. Uh, that brings us to Bart with the baddies up next. Um, so on the path that, um, myself and Talbot Mm -hmm. are on, none of the mushrooms have come alive that we can see. Uh, no, you don't see any over here that look anything like the ones across the, uh, the way. Okay. Um, Uh, so... I'm going to first take a strike with my longbow at the one that's directly in front of him. Uh, okay, roll to attack. Uh, that'll be a 16 to hit. Okay, uh, that'll connect. Uh, that'll be 8 piercing damage. Okay. Uh, so you, you land uh, an arrow just under where the uh, the stalk splits into all these coiled and writhing tentacles. Uh, and, and if it's possible for an animated fungus to feel, to look shocked, uh, it does. The, the, the tentacles sort of loosen for a second before tightening back up. Your arrow stays lodged in the stalk. It's not looking good. Okay. Um, and then... I'm going to move forward along the path. Okay, so uh, up to the uh, the northeast direction? Yeah, so basically to continue forward on the path we are on, but being kind of keep my eyes back and forth between the where we're heading. So. Okay, how far on? Um, probably, I don't know, 15 feet forward. Just slightly forward so that maybe okay. I can see further in the cave. Uh, and, um, you, yeah, you're starting to be able to see into the next room. Um, do you want me to read ahead and start describing it? No, no, I'm not going to pull pull a pull. Yeah. Got it. (laughs) Oh, there's something shiny in the next room. I'll go check that out. Yeah, uh, that was, um, that was rough. Uh, (laughs) Uh, okay, anything else on your turn, Bart? Um... No, I, I think I'll, that'll be it for right now. Okay. The reach on that is 10 feet. Okay, so on the baddie's turn, um, all right, you're going to take three attacks from the fungus as far? its um, tentacles all lash out of the Uh, two of them managed to hit. Yay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh man, I'm rolling fire again tonight, boys. Um, you take you take fourteen necrotic damage. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, let's uh let's parry. That'll be my reaction for the round. Alright, don't forget to mark uh, off your superiority die. I did, so, uh, subtract 12 from that, so that's, what, 2 damage then? Mm-hmm. Um, 
It was. Yeah, it was. Uh, you, you took uh, 14 damage. Alright. So minus 12. That would be 2. Yay. Very nice. And yeah, I rolled, I rolled fine for that. <laughs> but hey, that's alright. Uh, and also on their turn, you notice that all of the, the fungi, uh, they sort of pull up these, these um, sinuous roots from the ground. Uh, they come up and sort of start creeping along uh, very, very slowly. Uh, so um, they variously move uh, closer to each one of you, but only by about five feet. Um, which I'm sending another photo of. Uh, and that brings us to um, Talbot. Ulamog next. Uh, all right. I first pray. Hold on. Is that? Yeah. Uh, Helm, look after that clumsy fool and cast Shield of Faith with my bonus action on Ulamog. Uh, so you cool. get plus two AC. Ooh, nice. And then. I will uh, send a. Well, I will cast Sacred Flame on the one that's right in front of him. Okay. So that's Just a, dex make a dexterity save. Um, what's your, your DC is thirteen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even with a negative modifier, that's in sixteen. Damn. That's a good roll. You are rolling fire. Yeah. I'm trying to use up my good luck now. <laughs> uh, and then I will back five feet away again. Okay. Uh, which brings us to the top of the round with Ulamog, Bart on deck. Alright, I will just keep slashing away at the one in front of me. Roll to attack. Uh, Fifteen. That hits. Give me damage, please. Uh, four. Four uh, Yeah, so you lash out with your um, halberd and strike it just beside the place where Bart's arrow sank, and you sever the entire stalk. The tentacles go limp as they fall to uh, into a tangled cluster at the bottom of the fungus, which stops moving. Mm -hmm. Gross. Anything else on your turn? Uh, let's see... Five, ten... So the... The next stalk is, give or take... Is what, 15 feet away from me? Uh, yeah, so, um... I've been playing Pathfinder, and they have a specific rule for diagonal movement on a square grid uh, that I like, which is that the diagonal movement alternates between costing 5 feet and 10 feet. So your first diagonal is 5 feet, your next diagonal is 10, after that a diagonal is 5, and so on. Um, so counting it that way, the nearest one is 10 feet away. Okay, then in that case I'll just stay where I'm at. 
Okay. Uh, if that is all on your turn, Bart, you're up. Uh, I'm going to back up down the path back the way we came. Now okay. that I can see that these creep, these fungus can move. Um, how far? <clears throat> how far can I get? Can I get back to where the stairs you are? You have 30 feet of movement. Each square is 5 feet. So I can get to the stairs for sure. It looks you like you can get up the stairs. Like, um, yeah, I want to get some distance between me and them and take a shot at uh, the closest one to Ubermoth. Okay, you can do that. Roll to attack, please. Uh, twenty-two. That'll hit. Uh, that'll be six plus two, I believe. So, uh, eight piercing damage. Alright. Anything else on your turn? Um. No, that's all I got. I'm not going to waste anything else. Alright, the baddies are up. Um. So. One of them moves into melee with Ulamog. Uh, the rest of them are not really fast enough to get to anywhere. Though one of them seems to be breaking off and pursuing Talbot instead, to the extent that the word pursuit can be used. Um, uh, Ulamog, you're going to take two attacks. Maybe. Uh, but neither of them manages to connect. Woo! Two tentacles lash out at you from this second fungus, but they sort of just slap against your armor and don't find anything soft enough to hurt. Uh, that is the baddie's turn. Talbot, you're up. I will send a sacred flame at... The, uh, one in melee with Ula. Uh, he fails. Roll damage. Nice. Have we been making a lot of noise? Uh, you, you can, like, you're making a good deal of noise, but there's such a cacophony from okay. the, just the ambient noises in the cave that okay. you don't imagine it's carrying too far. Okay. It's gonna be five you damage. You can be sure you'll have to assess that, but yeah. Hey, can you worry about noise on your own damn turn? Sorry. Five damage, please. Sure. <laughs> All right. The fire actually seems to catch for a moment. Oh, um, it's radiant. And, and not. I know it says flame, but it's radiant damage, not fire damage. Sorry. Yeah. I should have been clear about that. Oh no, it's okay. I I, I knew. It's clear. Okay. Just making sure. Um, Thanks for checking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not in good shape. Um, it's looking singed, and it's moving more slowly than it was previously. Um, that... Anything else on your turn? Uh, you said one was pursuing me. It just moved another five feet closer? Yes. I got my concentration up. I don't really want to use this. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to chill... I'm gonna chill. Cool. All right. So you use your bonus action to chill, and that brings us to Ulamog. <laughs> All right. 
right. Well, I will swing at the one that's uh, that came up directly in front of me again. Okay, roll to attack. We're we're on the the good swing now. Uh, Twenty one to hit again. All right, roll damage. And then that uh, four slashing. Yeah. Uh, still up. Hanging on by a literal thread. Anything else? No, that's it. Okay. This turn, it gets to make two attacks against you again. Oh. Are they... Before me. Both of which miss. Uh, it's Buddy gets close enough. I think so. I think it's mm. all three of us going around. To make an attack. It's going to get to make four. Four attacks? Mm hmm. So these guys, they roll a die every turn to see how many attacks they get to make. Um, only one of these is going to hit you. Damn, what did it roll? Uh, it rolled... I mean, it's, it's got... It doesn't have a huge modifier. I want to shy away some from using, like, numbers. Um. You're fine. Yeah, you are going to take, uh, three necrotic damage. Three necrotic, okay. Um, the others, uh, continue to move, um, actually, uh, the one that was chasing you, Talbot, uh, is gonna actually get close enough this turn to make an attack, as the tentacles lash out over a long distance. Um, Uh, it's going to attack you with two tentacles. You have your temp HP still. And both attacks fail to connect. Two misses. Heard. Uh, awesome. All right. Uh, Talbot, it's your turn. Did we skip Bart? Yeah, did you did we skip, skip Bart? Bart this turn? Did I? I did skip Bart. It, I'm so I sorry, was, man. It's all good. Yeah. It's okay. I didn't get upset. And why, why, why do you, like, ask about the next room on somebody else's turn and then say nothing when your turn has passed? <laughs> it cost him a turn on um, my turn to be like, is it noisy in here or is it just me? Uh, I'll just take a strike uh, with my bow at um, the one that I've been striking at. So. Yeah, the one that's... Uh, uh, well, that one's dead. Well, no, it's not. Never mind. Uh, it will be now. It's a 21 to hit. Uh, yeah, it's got one hit point left. So yes! You can sever that thread it was hanging on by. Five HP. Boom. Alright. Uh, anything else on your turn, Bart? Um, no, that'll be it. Okay, then we will pass over the fungi's turn they already took, and Talbot, you're up. Ulamog on deck. Uh, you have a fungus ten feet away from you, Talbot. Okay. Um, another one in melee with Ulamog. It's ten feet away from me. 
Whoa. Can I step closer, or will it get an opportunity attack from that? I don't know if it has. Uh, so... How, how do, like, reach opportunity attacks work? Um, I, so, like, is it when you leave a space threatened by them? Or is it when you leave their melee range? It's when you leave their range, unless they have some feature to, that says otherwise. So, for instance, a polearm right. master... Okay. Well, you can step closer then, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, Alright. And... Second question, is he within five feet of another one? Uh, no. Okay. So there's really no point in doing that. Um, so in that case, I am not going to step closer anyway. Okay. And I will do a Sacred Flame. Cool. Uh, the one next to Ulamog or next to you? Uh, the one next to me. I thought we killed the one next to Ulamog. That's right, you did. On Bart's turn, that never happened. Who's Bart? That that that, that did happen. Um, oh, actually, there were two next to Ulamog. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm I'm gonna hit the one that's coming towards me this time. Okay. Uh, then roll your damage because it failed its saving throw. Why? Why? Why you do this to me? Two damage. Okay. And fuck me. Uh, I will send a healing word to uh, Ula. Okay. Nice. Mark slot. You get four HP. (laughs) Fucking! And and then I retire from this game. Um, staying where you are. Uh no, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna back up towards. Okay. Let me look at the map really quick. Yeah, so that bar at the left is a uh, like a ten foot like drop that you would have to make a climb check to get up at half speed. Uh, and then there's the stairs in the uh, the lower left. And it's is it F two or F four that or F three or F four that can hit me? Uh, it is F four that can hit you. F four. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go get at the foot of that that wall. That uh-huh. drop you were talking about. Okay. You can do that. Um. And. Sorry, I need to check the uh, the section on opportunity attacks again, clearly, but uh, if you have a reach weapon, um, when they leave your reach, they get to make an attack, right? Absolutely. Cool. We need to remember that for Ulamog as well, because he's got a 15-foot fucking reach. Yeah. Um, well, it's only 10 feet on his turn. That's true. Yeah, still. Um... Alright, that is not going to hit you. So you are good. Uh, send another photo. Uh, Ulamog, you're up. Bart on deck. Alright, so the, that one's still in front of me, right? That's right. The one that was right in front of you is dead now. There is one oh, diagonally northeast now. Um, 
threatening you. Cool. Uh, since that's still within my range, I'll just stay where I'm at and uh, sweep my halibut at him. All right. Uh, Nineteen. Uh, that will hit. Uh, for eight slashing. <laughs> Very nice. And then since Talbot just healed me, I'll save my second win. So, um, I'll say it's what that still 10 feet. Yeah, I'll stay where I'm at still. Cool. Uh, that is your turn. Bart, you're up. Batty's on deck. So there are only two of the fungus left, correct? Uh, correct. Uh, I forgot to draw off F3 on that photo I just sent y'all. So okay. disregard that on the, uh, it is in the leftmost position that I have listed, not okay. the right. Uh, I'll take a strike at 15, 20, 30. Yeah, I'll take a strike at F4. Okay. Uh, with my longbow again. Roll to attack. Uh, 12 to hit. Uh, that's not... Uh, actually, that will hit, yeah. Oh, alright. Uh, it'll be 4 piercing damage. Alright, the one uh, F4 you said? Correct. Four damage? Yes, sir. Okay. Anything else on your turn? No. Stay put. Alright, uh, the baddie next to Ulamog makes three attacks against him. Um, one of them. Let's see, What your AC now is 19. Uh, yes. Okay, one of them connects. And you take seven necrotic damage. One minute? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay. okay. Uh, the other one can't get close enough to anyone to attack them, but it continues after Talbot. Uh, which brings us to Talbot. Right. Uh, it's been working kind of, so I'm just gonna give him another uh, sacred flame. Uh, the one chasing you, or the one next to Ulamog? The one chasing me. Okay. Uh, that one is going to pass with a high roll. Damn. And then I would like to try to scurry up that that wall there. Cool. Up. Make an athletics check. Cool. Running. Be good. It was a natural one. I have a zero modifier. One. It was a natural one. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So you you're act, you're still able to make it. It just uh takes you your entire movement. Okay. To do it. Okay. Um. So you are now on the ledge above this whole scene. Yeah. Uh, and it's the top of the round again. Sending another photo. Ulamog, you are up. You are in melee diagonally still with uh, one of these fungi. Alright. Then he still has my focus. 18 to hit. That'll connect. There we go. Uh, for five slashing. 
Alright, that's on the one right next to you? Uh, yeah, the, the same one that I attacked last turn. Should be F3, I believe. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah, it is uh, It is looking very badly damaged. There's a whole chunk of its stalk now that you've, you've sort of like a, a lumberjack chopped a chunk out of. Um, but it is still moving. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, yes, I will use uh, my second win to regain some HP, and that'll be it. Okay, we'll roll that, and we will move on to Bart. Heal up five. Uh, I'm going to do a similar thing, attack F3, the one in closest to Ulamog. The one next to Ulamog? All right, yeah. roll, Dan, uh, roll to attack. Fucking name. Right. Uh, that'll be a non-natural 20. All right, that'll hit. That'll be 10 piercing damage. There we go. All right. Uh, you drop him. So there's now one fungus left. Uh, these guys have a speed of five and an AC of five. So wow. with this one having no one in melee with it, I'm not going to spend the rest of this fight. Like, y'all could just stay, you know, 20 feet away and shoot arrows at it until it died. Um, Yay. So that's what. So that is what you do, and it dies, and you are out of combat. And we leveled up. That's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, you're level sixteen now. Hey, uh, go spend the next six hours working out all of those options. <laughs> Actually, I already built it. <laughs> It'd be quite fun. Uh, it's so easy with D and D Beyond. I was just thinking earlier about how like making a new character used to be like what you were doing for oh yeah like that evening, and now it's just ah, oh, I wonder what that would be like. You needed fucking scratch paper. Yeah, scratch yeah. paper. Yeah, I found some in the notebook I'm using tonight. Actually, <laughs> I was like, oh, we used to roll stats. No wonder I've got like three sixteens. Yeah, insane. Um. Okay, uh, so y'all are standing in um, this room. Uh, you've you've killed all of the uh, the animate fungus, um, and you're looking at a garden. It, it most of what you're seeing appears to be edible. Uh, and looking at the paths, you can see that um, the the one on the 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 one with the fungus along it seemed to be like a sort of a trap that had been set up, like a a decoy path to to lure intruders. Um, uh, but this seems to just be a, a garden that um, the kobolds perhaps have been using to supplement their diet. Uh, looking toward the northeast corner of the room, um, there's a, a, another... Um, there's there's sort of a, a ramp up uh, the, that leads into a room that I need to take a moment to read about... Uh, while you're doing that, would I be able to roll to see if I could salvage some of the fungi for, like, just to, like, bring back to like my the, organization? The edible ones? Or no, are no, you the, trying to get the... The creatures that we just killed? Like, just, like, a little piece as, like, a, a sample or a specimen almost? Uh, yeah, so... That'll, that'll be the same as earlier. Roll survival at disadvantage. Okay. Uh... Four. Uh, yeah, you you take a minute to look at this thing, and it is so alien and weird. You don't even know which part of it you could touch without being in danger. So you okay. you, you just give up on it. Like girls, I was I was really interested. <laughs> um, sorry, give me just a sec here, fellas. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so uh, you step into the next room, and it, it looks like a continuation of what seems to be like the, the main column of this uh, cave. And this cave uh, looks like it was formed by water running through limestone that's dotted with um, the broken remains of small stalagmites on the floor. Uh, there are in places large columns of stalagmites uh, and stalactites that have met and formed columns in the cave. There are three such directly in front of you as you enter uh, the room at the other end of the fungus garden. Um, is a, another large cave cavern, uh, not separated by a doorway so much. So not really a room as much as a continuation of the chamber that you've been in. Um, it is a large cavern. It is about... Um, from one end to the other, about 50 feet long, uh, going diagonally north to me. Let me send you a photo of this, actually. Um, and as you enter it, will everyone please make a perception check? Oh, it does exist. guys have entered the room labeled four on that map. I got 15. One five. 15? 10 here. Any, anybody higher than 15? No. Ulamog is still kind of creeped out by, you know, the potential tentacle rape, so he rolled a three. Wow. Yeah, that would do it to you. Um... <laughs> Ulamog's brain goes to weird places. Uh, maybe, maybe Ulamog shouldn't watch so much hentai. Um, yeah. So, uh, walking into the room, Bart, you've you've been alert for noises this whole time, and you don't hear anything, but you, you have been keeping your eyes open as well. As you enter the room, you notice there's a bunch of dead bats on the floor all through this room like maybe a dozen of them scattered around and that causes you to to look up and uh looking at the ceiling you can see um uh seemingly asleep not moving uh, a bunch of weird furless uh winged creatures clinging to the ceiling of the chamber uh if you can make a um uh, fuck, I guess it'd be a nature check. You might be able to identify them. Okay. Nature. It's one of my semi-strong suits. Jack of all trades. Uh, that's an 11. 11. Uh, no, these are, these are, you, you, you don't recognize these things. Let me, um, pull up an image so I can describe them to you. Um, I'm gonna, when I see them, or see the bats, I instantly hold out my hands for everyone to stop, and like, point at my eyes with my fingers and then point to the ceiling, so that they know to, to look. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, Bart uh, seems to notice something on the ceiling. He, he stops you both and quietly points upward. Uh, you see, clinging to the ceiling, uh, just, um, 
mostly furless creatures, just pink skin draped over uh, a bat-like skeleton, but with um, in, in place of two wings, there's sort of uh, bony protrusions at the front and back of its torso with a uh, skin that goes between them, sort of like a flying squirrel almost, mm. um, and furry little heads with like long snouts, uh, sort of like an anteater. Um, and they, they're, there are four of these things, and they're all clustered kind of close together, uh, clutching the ceiling, and don't seem to have reacted to uh, your presence. I turn and leave, because that's creepy as hell. I whisper, <laughs> Vigilant One, what dangers await me? And I'm going to guidance myself and do a nature check. Okay. Good, good. Good, good, good. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, so you start thinking, and, and your your mind is moving through like um, non unnatural creatures that you know anything about, uh, and you you feel almost as if your your thoughts are moved um, toward something you you must have heard one time that you don't remember where these creatures you know to be called sturges. Um, so they are stealth predators. Uh, they rely very heavily on uh, being unseen by their quarry because they are not physically hardy uh, and cannot take a lot of punishment. Um, the, they attack about the way you'd expect something that lives on a ceiling to attack. They'll swoop down and you know assault you. Uh, these... Uh, their really special thing is, is just that they they suck blood, and that's that's what they they seek from um from their quarry. No blood, no blood. Blood sucking, flying. Uh, but you you know that they are no more intelligent than mundane animals, um, and even if they attacked you, probably wouldn't be. Uh, more than you can handle. Uh, the the only real trouble would be the noise you'd have to make putting them down. Right. Which it's I'm assuming it's still rainy and loud throughout the cave. Uh, it's still really loud inside okay. this cave, um, especially with the sound of the rain joining the uh, general din. There's nothing to fear. If we proceed quietly, they might not notice us, and if they do attack, they are not that dangerous to. <coughs> people who are ready for combat like us. I trust your your wisdom. Continue. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stealthily make my way across the room. Yeah. Okay. Um did you light a candle? I just blew one out, yeah. It's been lit the smoke. Yeah, so you're 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 able to pretty quietly make your way across. Are you going to the uh, at, uh, at the northeast, there is a ledge that drops off. Pulling up the map really quick so I can... Yeah. Alright. <clears throat> um, yeah, at the northeast, there is a ledge that drops off. And uh, looking down, let's see, with your dark vision... Um, you got 60 feet, I believe. Yeah, you can actually see that whole room, so I'll go ahead and send a photo of that as well. <laughs> Uh, and let me read it real quick. 
So uh, you're standing at a ledge, and it drops down 10 feet to another ledge, uh, which extends about 15 feet from where you're standing and drops it down 10 feet again into uh, a low pit. And looking down, all that you see in the pit, make a perception check. Just Talbot? Talbot? Uh, He's the one who said he was looking, but if you want to go with him... 18? 18, yeah. Uh, yeah, so looking down, all that you see is a pile of refuse, just trash. Um, uh, and... Yeah, all, all that you see is a pile of trash, and there's actually sort of a, a, a stench, like uh, this much higher... Uh, than it is. You can just barely smell it, but you imagine the smell must be truly awful uh, if you go all the way down. Um, Yeah, you see worn boots, tattered books, cracked lamps, discarded clothes. Here and there, the uh, the glint of a belt buckle or a button. I will uh, pray to Helm and say Vigilant One let me see with your eyes and cast detect magic on myself. Okay. Uh, you cast detect magic on yourself, and um, just in case. Yeah. You focus. That puts right your now, AC nothing. back down. Nothing. Okay. Just, yeah. Just gotta be sure, man. Just gotta know. Yeah, there's nothing magical. You're pretty confident. Like, you you take the time to descend to the next ledge and make sure that you get close enough that the most of the room is within the aura of your effect, and you don't you don't get the impression of anything magical coming from down in that refuse pile. That's ten minutes. I yeah. Uh, no, thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Okay. I still haven't gotten that. Uh, no, ten minutes. You're right. That second picture, but I assumed that the, the uh, I forgot about it entirely. Um, there's not. There's only the one way out of the room, or is there another? Uh, let me send that photo real quick, because there's, uh, so there's a stairway at the eastern edge of the room that leads downward into darkness, right, that's and, the, um, that's the one there is also a, uh, an opening to the northwest, that uh, okay. seems to pass through a short hall into another room. Okay. I, I will all be angling towards the northwest, then. Within room four? That top part, he's going to send us an updated picture of it. Gotcha. Alright, that's on the way. Um, headed to the northwest. Uh, see, there's a short, wide passage that leads into another room in which you can see a flickering light. Uh, if you want to determine more information... You, uh, without, uh, like, you'll have to make a stealth check if you want to go unnoticed into the next room. Okay. I'm going to be behind him, five, ten feet behind him, just, like, yeah, not splitting. Okay. And, uh, Ulamog, uh, are, are, are you feeling all right? I saw you get hurt a little bit. This is while he was looking in the other area. Remember, those sturges are above you guys, so don't make too much noise. Oh, that's I, this room. Oh, I was thinking we left that room. 
okay. No, you're still in that room. Never mind then. I I forgot. I thought we had left that room. Just kidding. Mm. I would have kept very quiet. Uh, did y'all get that image yet? Yes. All right, so you have a stairway at the east or a room that you can give me a stealth check to find out more about. I will give you the stealth check. Same. Actually, you go because I have one. Yeah, I, I uh, guidance Bart and let him do the stealth check. I stay back. Awesome. Okay. Uh, that would be a total 26. 26. Okay, so you're able to um, creep a little into this hallway. Uh, give me just a second to read here. Taking a peek a paw in the other room. Yes? Okay. You poke your head, you go. Is anybody there? And then you poke your head back out. Alright, uh, so give me a perception check, please. Perfect, I suck at this. Uh, 19. Nice. That's 19. Uh, so as you go to move into the hall, you take a moment to take a good look at the floor. Uh, and you notice, like, uh, close to you, there's, there's what looks like the edge of a sheet of paper. Uh, and it's the same color as the floor, which is unusually flat. Looking forward, you take a moment to examine and you note that it seems like a sheet of parchment has been dressed up to look like the uh, the floor of the cave and draped over a segment of this hallway. Um, so you take your time to sort of creep by that quietly and uh, you sort of take a quick look under. You see a, a pit of spikes below this sheet of parchment. There's enough room to move by on the right. And looking into the next room... Uh, you're able to see a group of uh, kobolds um, so, uh, sitting with one another, um, having a conversation in Draconic uh, I at speak the edge of a pit. There is talking about kobold stuff, stupid humans, um, how much they love dragons, how much they wish there was treasure here still. Mm. Um <clears throat> Yeah, and there's a, there is a, uh, they are up on top of a ledge, as are you, uh, to the right as you, as it would be if you entered the room, which you've not yet, you're peeking in from the hall. Um, there's a rough set of stairs that leads down into a pit with, uh, you see a, a sort of cage has been erected around the base of the stairs, and looking down you see uh, large dragon-like creatures about the size of a, a really big dog. Mm. Um and they're, they're just sort of peacefully sleeping in their cage. Uh, and how big is the entrance into this area? Like, is it something we could potentially block off, or...? Uh, it's like 10 feet wide and 15 high. Oh, okay. So I'm going to send you a photo of this room now. And approximately how many cobalts were there? There are exactly four, five cobalts, one of which has wings. Okay. 
And then there were two of those dog creature things, the dragon dog things. Uh, yes, Demons. they are down in the uh, the pit with a uh, locked gate between, or a gate that could be locked between you and them. Okay. And here's a photo of the map as it has been revealed so far. Remember that your characters currently don't know about anything in chambers 9 through 13. I will back back out and... Uh, okay. Yeah, so you come back out and describe the situation to mm -hmm. the rest of your party. And we were tasked with getting... What was the whole purpose of, us, like, the mission we're supposed to be on again? Uh, they want to know what's in here. Uh, they have heard that there are dragon eggs. They would like you to destroy those if you find them. Um, or any young dragons that you happen to meet. Uh, and other than that, they want to know why the cultists have been raiding towns, where they're planning to attack next, and what their overall plans are. Okay. Uh, you are to collect that information, destroy the dragon eggs if they exist and you find them, and then report back to uh, Leosin or Lanthar in Elturil if he's still there, or Onthar Froom if he is not. Okay. Um... So I'm gonna say I'm gonna point towards that room. Say you said five kobolds. Five. One of them has wings. Uh, I'm gonna do f the number like five fingers and then go like a, a kobold. Like I try and make myself with my hand in front of my face look like a kobold. And roll uh, roll performance. <laughs> I'm gonna do an insight just to help him out, just in case. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you make your performance check with advantage then, uh, since Talbot's trying really hard to understand. Double threes. <laughs> uh, but wow. it's plus seven, so ten total. Yeah, uh, so, uh, Bart is trying to communicate to you guys silently. You get the idea there's, there's five enemies of some kind in the next room, and maybe they have, like, a chomping mouth? Uh... Yes. Five. Five. Sharks? Alligators? And I, nope, no! Like, <laughs> and point back at the ceiling. Right, and I just say, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then just say, let's, like, let's go, let's, we don't need to go down here. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, you go into, are you guys just walking into the room? No, 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 like, I was trying to point out, like, we don't need to go into that room. But like, you want to go try the stairs the other direction? Yeah, that was kind of Give my idea. But what about the the stairs to the left? Oh yeah, on yours. All the kobolds were down in that pit, correct? Uh, no, the kobolds are up on the ledge on the other end of it. Oh. Uh, if you have the image, uh, yeah, I didn't do a good job of describing the room. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I was thinking um, they were in between me and the stairs. Uh, yeah, I mean they're they're some of them are like closer to you than those stairs leading west mm -hmm. but they are kobolds so you know they're stupid and weak which you already know um, uh, and there is a staircase leading off to the east in room 4 that you are currently in 
I still think you should well, come back and we should go down that other staircase mm-hmm. instead of you trying to sneak alone yeah. two rooms in front with a fight in between yep. us to get to you. Like, So, yeah, we're going to move towards that uh, eastern staircase in room four. Okay, let me read for just a moment and then I will tell you what happens. Alright. Yeah, basically my character is trying to knowing, reminding myself now what that what our mission is. I'm trying to avoid any fights if I can. If it's not a dragon or holy shit, how did I never realize this? All right, so uh, you you head toward the um, the staircase headed down, and uh, it's. It stands out to you as, like, the only, like, uh, artificial object in this room. There's a, a rusty spear with a, a chipped and pitted blade um, just sort of st- stood against the wall next to the opening onto these stairs. Uh, and you go to the stairs, take a moment to examine them and make sure you don't think any of them are going to go flat under you. Uh, and feeling reasonably confident in that, you begin to make your way down. Uh, and at the bottom of the stairs, um, uh, there is a curtain uh, made of hides uh, suspended over an opening. Uh, it's a thick curtain of badly tanned hides. Uh, it's clear that there, there's, uh, they stink, uh, and there is still hair stuck to them in places. Um, and you cannot see beyond this curtain. Um, how wide is the entrance that the curtain's blocking? Five feet. Okay. How tall? Ten feet? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, any type of light shining on the edges of the curtain at all, or does it seem dark? Uh, no, and it is pitch black down here, uh, if not for the um, dark vision that you all have. Uh, you would not be able to see anything without a light source. Ula. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, do something. Mm-hmm. I was just yeah. going to say we need to slowly peek into this area. Right, I have an idea. Ula, can you use your halberd to move the curtain from far away and look. No, that's actually what I thought too. Kinda hurt my head. <laughs> Kinda hurts my pride. Uh, just <laughs> quietly. Uh, and I will uh, guidance him in case for his like perception check or whatever. Okay. Uh, so Ulamog uh, takes his halberd and puts it carefully through the curtain and brushes it aside. As he does, uh, you catch a glint of metal from within the curtain, and uh, you look a bit closer and notice that there are a lot of very large barbed hooks that have been embedded within the curtain uh, as a kind of trap. Um, Sadistic bastards. And let me read for just a moment here, fellas. It's a good thing I know Peaky Peak in my head on this one, you know? The hooks would have got to my face. 
Wait, is this the new voice or no. what's happening? Did, did, did Bart pick up an accent halfway through the uh, session? He's a performer. You know this. Yes. God damn it. I know you guys miss Piz. No. <laughs> photo including the room you've just entered um see uh so it is it is cold in this chamber uh much like uh cellars where like wine is stored and and, like cold goods like it's it's kind of naturally refrigerated just by the depth and absence of light um so you can see your breath uh in front of you as you step in uh or as you look in Ulamog, actually, uh, you see um, uh, the smell of old blood assaults your nose, uh, and you can see that the floor is covered with dried puddles of blood. Um, Four floor-to-ceiling columns are spaced across the chamber, and chains have been strung between them like clothesline. Uh, Animal carcasses hang on hooks from the chains, and you see gutted and skinned antelope, deer, goats, what might be big cats, and even a few small bears. Uh, Some of this meat has been here for a while, as it... eh, uh, if the smell is a reliable indicator, um, but that is that's all that you see in here. This seems to be a, a meat locker of a kind, and you you don't see any obvious uh, exits from the room. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like anything. Just meat. Old meat. It stings the nostrils. Old rotten meat. Then this, I don't know. No creatures. No. No. You 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 cautiously enter the room and make a round to examine it, and uh, no, nothing. Just just the meat. Mm. Any of it look good? Um. Make a survival check. <laughs> Six, one, nine, nine. Sixteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, not really. I mean, there's there's some of it that's salvageable. Like, it wouldn't make you sick, but you still wouldn't want to eat it. This seems like meat, probably, that's been kept for uh, some kind of an animal, or maybe kobolds, but you, you, you can't see that... Um, a person would be able to stomach much of this. I will take the salvageable parts in that case. That you uh, cool. So you uh, managed to find six pounds of um, mystery meat. Yes. But it's less mysterious than the other meats. Um <clears throat> All right, so you've got six pounds of meat. Uh, uh, so you, you 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 gather some of the meat and you make your way back up the stairs. Uh, your options are the trash pit, the kobold room, or go back the way you came. Did we notice any other like? The, obviously, we know from the image that there's stairs leading into nine from room three. 
Did we notice that when we were in room three? No, 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 no. Uh, that's there are not stairs from room three into leading leading into room it's, nine. Uh, it passes underneath. Rock, 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 rock. Um. I guess we have to go through those alligators. It's either that or try that area that we passed by at the entrance. The hidden wall. Hmm. I again trust your wisdom. No, I, I think we should we should go after the, the go forward. Uh, head, I start heading towards area seven. Okay. Uh, alright, so, um, what's your marching order as you enter? You're going to have to pass by on a very narrow shelf around this spike trap, uh, in single file. Uh, and so you'll be entering the room, uh, somewhat in single file. I'm just going at the head of the column. I will take point. Okay. Alright. I'll take up the rear. I'll be the middle. So right. there's the spike trap and it's it's single file passing the spike trap for anyone that would want to yes. pass the spike trap. Uh, are you asking with something in mind? Yeah, I'm asking if I could I could stop at one end of the spike trap and uh, call out or like get the attention of the kobolds and have them charge me where I'm at. And uh, yes, you would be able to do that. You, yeah, you've kind of got to actively hide to not be seen in the, the hallway, so if you want to get attention, it'll be easy to do that from the other side of the spike trap. Yeah, I don't want to actively hide, so don't even worry about doing a performance okay. check. To, yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll get in position to where only one of them can approach me around in the from the front at the spike trap okay. at a time, and uh, I'm not going to be secret about getting there. I'll have my okay. bow cocked just to be prepped. Okay, so you're just gonna, like, stand at the choke point, then. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, uh... Well... Let's see... Okay, yeah, so, uh, as you move into position, the kobolds at the other end of the room look up and, um, uh, uh look alarmed. Uh, one of them call The winged one calls something out to the other ones in Draconic. Um, everyone roll for initiative, please. Would I know what he said, since I speak Draconic? Uh, yes. Uh, he says... <clears throat> uh, uh, hmm. Yeah, he says, Longshanks here. You, go warn the big one. Um, and then you roll for initiative. Okay. I hope you get a high roll on initiative, so you can... Take out the one that's... Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I'm going to let you guys know that they're trying to warn someone. Hopefully, they're kobolds, but you never know. They could have rolled 20. Right. Y'all's initials together can spell the word tub. Or butt. <laughs> Not that butt. Perbs. But, something yeah. else. Listen, grammar is made up. All butts are the same. And I need initiative rolls, please. 25 to 20? 20. 20. Alright, so we got Bart. And 20. 
Uh, all right. Um, uh, 20 to 15. 18. For Talbot. All right. And 15 to 10. 16, uh, 16 for Ula. Okay. Top of the round, Bart. Uh, which one did the guy with the wings tell to go get the other one? Was it K3 or K1? Uh, you saw him. He didn't really turn to any of them. He, Well, he did, yeah. He turned kind of over his shoulder. It could have been K1 or K3. Okay. Um, <laughs> screw it. I'm going to do K3 first. Um, I will sacrifice something else if I have to. I okay. will take a strike at K3 with my longbow. All right, roll to attack. Nice. 21. Uh, that'll hit. All right, come on. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to add the uh, Bardic Inspiration with Psychic Damage just to make sure I slaughter him. Sure. Uh, let me make sure. I think it's 2d6. Yeah, it's 2d6. So. I mean, that plus your modifier will probably do it. Yeah, it's a uh, 6 plus 2, that's 8 plus 2, so 10 total. 10. Uh, yeah, you, you smoke him like he, he... The arrow impacts, and it stands up for a moment, and then, like, blood starts coming out of its eyes and nostrils, and it falls over dead. Um, so now there's three kobolds and a weaned kobold. And you said that was K3? Uh, Yes. Cool. Um, you still have uh, bonus action and movement on your turn, mm. if you would like to use it. Mm. I don't want to waste the second level slot. No, don't waste. Yeah, uh, I will move. Uh, what type of weapons are they holding? Can I see? Uh, I mean. You you mm, can you see? Yeah, you had enough time to appraise them earlier. Uh, most of them are armed with daggers. Nobody's got anything that really hits a lot harder than that. I mean, they're kobolds. They're okay. Yeah, I'll move like ten feet. In. Basically, I'll get it to where I'm not within thirty feet of them, but just so I might have a better angle to be able to like see if one of them makes a beeline towards that other tunnel. I might be able to, like, make a way around it. Like, can I get in a corner or anywhere? Um, I mean... I mean, your movement can get you into the room. Like, you're going to have to shuffle around Talbot and be in front of him. Like, you're single file right now. Oh, you go that's true, I back. guess. Yeah, yeah, look at our position. Um, like, you can get around Talbot fine, but where do you want to go? Um... Tell me in terms of which square you want to be in. I was thinking maybe to the right of in front of the spikes. So the north of the spikes, but... Okay, so 5, 15, 20. All right, so you can get into uh, space diagonally northwest of the edge of the spikes. Do you want to do that? And that'll put me about 20 feet from K2? Uh, yes, we'll put you exactly 20 feet from K2. Um, 
move or keep me 35 feet from him. So I guess I'm just almost in the room. So you're just going to step in front of Talbot? Yeah, just like 5, 10 feet, yeah. Okay, it'll be 5 feet in front of Talbot. That works. Okay. Uh, And that's my turn. That's it? Yep. Talbot, you're up. Ulamog on deck. Uh, Talbot. Hmm. And I did say, sorry, I said I was going to say, but I want to make sure. They're trying to get someone to head off to get to someone else, a big guy. That was my 25 words on the turn. That's confusing. Okay. Uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Running. I'm gonna gonna sacred flame K1. Okay. K1 is gonna make Dex. Ah, uh, natural sixteen. Damn. Nicely done, K1. Uh, bonus actions and shit. I wanna. I do that. Yeah. Uh, and then I am going to. Uh, Cast magic weapon on my dagger. To make okay. It with my bonus action, and make it a plus one. You got it. Uh, do you want to move? Uh, yeah, I'll move up flush with the farthest part of the spike pit. Got Unless it. That's exactly where he is. But no, no, I'm you're right. Yeah, that's I'll cool. I'll get back in front of him. Okay. I'll be like, you are me. able to do that easily, Ulamog. Okay. Accidentally uh, push me into the pit. Guess I'll <laughs> go my thirty feet forward. All right, so we're gonna go five, fifteen, twenty, thirty. You are fifteen feet from K four and. Um, 10 feet from K2. Sure. Uh, well, let's, um... Let's swing at K2, then. Alright, roll to attack. 16. Uh, that'll hit. Roll damage. 4 slashing. Okay. You you almost kill him, but you don't. It's five HP, I think, for a couple. And attempting to throw a magic missile out there. Yeah, that got well, like one. Yeah, everything. <laughs> okay. I figured that's what you're considering. But I uh, that brings us to the actual Kobold's turn. Waste another spell slot. Then. Or use another spell slot just to kill someone. <laughs> Uh, so, the, among the kobolds, uh, you, Bart, you understand Draconic, so you can understand them. There's actually some confusion among the two that he leaned back to talk to. Uh, K1 starts asking him, who do you mean? Uh, just as your arrow hits K3, and he turns and sees that, but he spends his action that turn asking that question. Uh, but he does take his movement once he sees his ally go down to head toward the staircase. Uh, and he does disappear around the corner. Uh, the rest of them 
rush forward to attack. Um, so K2 is going to get into your melee Ulamog. Four runs forward as well. That one's going to end up in melee with Talbot and Ulamog. And the winged kobold flies over to um, Alright, so the first kobold that attacks you will not have advantage. Rolls a natural 17. The other two kobolds will attack with advantage because of kobolds' pack tactics, which I have consistently forgotten in every fight with kobolds except this one. <laughs> uh, Who's being attacked? Me or, or him? Uh, so Ulamog is, be, is the target of all of these attacks. Okay. <laughs> You're terrible. Uh... This one doesn't roll well enough to hit, and the winged kobold uh, does roll well enough to hit. So you're going to take two attacks with daggers. Um, if I can find a d4 in this bag. Which is impossible, because they always sink to the bottom. <laughs> A whole fistful and no d4s. <laughs> this is the hardest part of this game. Okay. Alright, you take. You take seven piercing damage from the two attacks that connect with you. Ulamog? Uh, that is the baddie's turn, uh, which brings us to the top of the round with Bart and Talbot. You are up next. Okay. Um, so my path is blocked. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Talbot's in front of you, um, and Ulamog is in front of him, surrounded by kobolds. Um, so it will be really difficult for you to, like, physically force your way through here. Yeah. To try and um, get that, like, to fire a shot at that other kobold. Yeah, hard. yeah, so, uh, I mean... Could you jump over the Well, so that one, that one now is... I need to send y'all a photo, actually. Yeah, uh, do that, please. Sorry. Maybe if I can jump over a corner and stay in melee with one of them and be able to fire. Yeah, I mean, it'll give a disadvantage on the... Hmm. inbound uh, yeah so the first kobold has disappeared around a corner uh, uh, and you, it is not in your sight anymore there is sort of a wall of kobolds on the other side of Ulamog but they are small weak creatures I would allow you to make a strength check to bull rush past them you will still take opportunity attacks as normal and that would take my whole action, correct? To do that? Uh, yes, it will. Um, 
So, so is there any way if I was to so the spike pit, basically two squares up from it that. So there's K two. Uh huh. The one the square to the right of that would I be able to see the other kobold if I like move my way into there? Uh. I know it's around a corner, so I, I understand if it's not. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually laying my pencil across it because it's a straight object. Uh, and yeah, you don't you don't have line of sight until uh, you could get line of sight. Okay, so you can get to the top stair, and you would have line of sight from there. That is the only place you can get to that you would be able to see from. The top stair going down into that pit? That right uh-huh. Okay. Um, now, is the gate at the top of the stairs or the bottom? It's of the at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. And those so you can dogs... can step onto that stair. Okay. Um, and I can get there without any opportunity attacks or anything? Um, you are going to take an... Uh, hmm. Okay, so here's your options. Uh, you can take an opportunity attack from K4 as you round the corner of the spike pit, mm-hmm. or you can make an athletics check to clear the corner of the spike pit, um, possibly bungling it and falling, um, and take no opportunity attack. I would rather, and, and it won't take my, like, I'll do the opportunity attack, I think, for <laughs> sure, um, and then take a shot from the top stair at K1. All right, so you're going to take an opportunity attack from K4, uh, which is a natural 15. That hits. It's going to hit your, uh, ooh, especially slow baby AC. (laughs) He called you a slow baby. (laughs) I'm a bird, I sing, I know Bistron. Um... Uh, for max damage, but it's still only six piercing. But if six piercing damage didn't drop you, it did not. It took out my temp HP and a couple of my other, but that's okay. That's what they're there for. Exactly. All right. Make your shot. Love of God. Okay, that's a sixteen to hit. That'll hit a kobold. Roll damage. What's well, a one? Oh, that'll be three piercing damage. But uh, I'm gonna bardic inspiration. I have to sacrifice. That's my last bardic inspiration. All right. Roll at least a two. Uh, four. Wow. All right. You eat it out. You hit him, and it's <laughs> the same as before. Like you, you can barely see into the room. Uh, and as you let loose the arrow, you you speak the secret incantation of the uh, the College of Whispers, and um, the arrow finds its mark. The the kobold stops for a moment after he's hit, and then tumbles out of your sight. Okay. Um, okay. Feel confident that he's dead. Okay, and I'm gonna bonus action healing word on. Uh... Ulamak. Cool. Uh, that brings us to Talbot's turn. Ulamog on deck. Just say Ulamog. Uh, you got six HP back. Nice. Thank you. Let's see. Talbot. 
So with this, your uh, alternating diagonals rules, does that apply to weapon ranges as well as movement, or? Uh, yeah. Can if I green? Turn out to be like fucked up and broken, like. In terms of, so for melee attacks in particular, I will let you attack diagonally, just because it kind of bothers me that you yeah, can. Yeah. Um, for effects that take a circle, I'll probably still adopt a five foot, like a cross. Gotcha. Uh, and expand out from that. Well, um, so what I'm trying to do is just green flame blade on K4 and have the fire arc to the winged one. If, if you uh, I figured you would. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you can do that. Cool. Let's do it. Okay. Saying I'm not bullets. This is actually plus six now. Which is pointless because I rolled a natural one. Natural one. Uh, yeah, that's not automatically hit. a miss. Yeah. Um, do you want to do anything else on your turn? Um, I'm thinking no. Actually, okay. I do. I forgot they are fucking kobolds. I will shift. Uh, I, I use my shifting so that they do not have advantage on me on their attacks. Cool. Cool, cool. Uh, that is going to bring us to Ulamog. Alright, I will uh, keep my focus on K2. And... 10 to hit. Um, let's see... Uh, you managed to miss a kobold, my friend. Yeah. There's always a new load, Jason. Um, And are you staying where you are? Yes. Cool. Um, Okay, anything else on your turn? No, sir. That will be it. Alright, it is the baddie's turn now. Um... Let me. Yeah. You're about second. half. Yeah. Exactly. I guess. The rest are for him. But this one lasts a full hour. Yeah. So uh, the true. the winged kobold turns to one of the others, uh, the one north of Ulamog K2, and, and says, "I think something happened to other one. You go warn big one." Damn. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, K2 uh, looks confused about which creature he's scared about, scared more of for a second, and finally uh, yeah, he decides to move away so he's yeah, he takes his action to disengage from you, Ulamog, and he moves Man, these guys have a speed of 30 feet despite being small. Mm-hmm. I'll still be able to hit them, but if I can hit them. Uh, the other two are going to make attacks at you, Ulamog. Um, uh, but the one without wings misses, and the one with wings misses too. Uh, that brings us back to 
the top of initiative with Bart. Another photo incoming. I'll go ahead and take a strike at K2, the one that's running. Okay. Uh, roll an attack. Uh, be a natural or a 19 total. That'll hit. Roll damage. There uh, you go. Five piercing damage. Uh, yeah, you sink an arrow into the back of its head, and it drops over immediately. Awesome. Anything um, else? I'll move ten feet closer, where I'm, like, diagonally... Where K2 used to be, I'll be five... Like, okay. I would have been in melee with him if he had still been there. So I'm uh, diagonally you're, yeah. you're still gonna be in melee with, uh, W. Um... Or, like, you guys can can make that decision as the group. Like, uh, or, diagonal I'll, squares. I'll say five feet. They can feet. attack in, they can attack out. What do you think? I'll do five feet back, so that way he's, I'm for sure out of combat with him, or out of melee. He's going to be diagonal <laughs> with Ula, not with, yeah. with W, is what he's saying. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, and, um, that is it for now. Cool. That Brent makes it Talbot's turn with Ulamog on deck. Green Flame Blade! Come on. Roll to attack. Please. <laughs> Work, you motherfucker. Oh my oh god! Another Twice. natural one. Really? Really. Yeah. After wow. I cast Magic Weapon on it, yeah. too. Like. Yeah, I was about to say, at least, it, at least it happened after you burned a spell slot to be able to hit. Yeah. Um, Twelve seconds. Wasted. That's bad. Uh, anything else? Uh, no. No. Nothing else. Alright. Uh, Ulamog, you're up. Alright, so the other one ran from me and died. So, uh, I got the wing one right there. That's who I'll turn my attention to. Miss. What'd you roll? Uh, eight total. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that won't connect. Anything else? You are right, buddy? <laughs> Jason, you are. Right. <sighs> no. Okay. Um, at this, uh, the winged kobold, seeing his allies drop, uh, he's going to turn around and run from you, Ulamog, so you can take an attack of opportunity while he does that if you want. Sure. Another opportunity to miss. <laughs> Oh, no. 21 now. Hey! Alright. You did it! It counts. Uh, 8 slashing. 8? Correct. Uh, yeah, so you, as he wheels in the air and goes to fly away, you skewer him on the end of your halberd and slam him into the ground, shaking him off the end of your weapon. Uh, the other kobold uh, sees this and decides to run as well. Um, do you get an opportunity to attack? Fuck yeah, I do. You do. And it's gonna hit. Let's see. I believe. A natural hey. one again. I'm just kidding. No, it's Shut up. I'm just kidding. It's gonna be a 14. <laughs> okay, that'll hit. And it will be... Yes. Six damage. Six. Uh, yeah, so it turns to run, but as it does, like, you stab at it, and you actually manage to put your dagger in its side just as it turns, so it kind of tears the open, mm. wound open wider, and a gout of blood pours out, so the kobold makes a little noise, like, <clears throat> and then falls over dead. So I pull the dagger out and say, oh good, it is working. 
<laughs> All right, you guys are out of combat. You managed to uh, kill those kobolds without them being able to run for help, as far as you know. Well uh, can I decapitate the uh, the one I just skewered? Yeah, man. Cool. I'll uh, do that and then add it to... Second time you've killed a creature that was trying to fly away from you, yeah. which is kind of badass that that's like your specialty now. <laughs> um, I'm going to take hey, a good look... At something at that one as he does it. Because um, th- are those, are kobolds considered small or medium? Uh, they're, um, they are small humanoids. So I can't disguise Three to self. five feet tall kind of thing. How tall is the winged one? Would I be able to disguise self, like myself, into one? Uh, does the spell prohibit you from disguising yourself as something that is a smaller size category? For it you? says within one foot taller or smaller. Yeah. So if it was like five feet, it would work. Um, if it was less, probably not. Uh, no, the, the kobolds are little. Okay. They're not... Yeah, like the a huge kobold might be five feet tall. Okay. But that would be like fucking Terry Crews for yeah. humans. <laughs> like. Okay. Uh, uh, Terry Crews kobold would be the funniest. I'll search them, see if we find anything, <laughs> any intel or. Yeah, that's an NPC coming up. Uh, you're searching for valuables? Valuables, as well as information. They're kobolds, man. They're dead, and they have daggers. So it, um, it's, uh, dogs down in that pit? Uh, not dog, like, dog-sized draconic creatures. Um, guard out of game, they're called guard drakes, but yeah. your characters yeah. haven't necessarily encountered these things before. You can make a nature check if you want to see what you know about them. I will. Good. Nothing. Four. Or five. Okay. Five total. Uh, yeah, you, you you don't know what these things are, but they look like if um, if dragons had no wings and were about the size of, like, a, a, a Great Dane. Um, I don't think I want to those things. But beefy, muscular. Um, if we don't have to. No, it, I imagine we need a little bit of a rest before we go on. A rest? Are you tapped out? I'm fine, but I know our large friend could Ula. probably use a little. How are you feeling? Uh, kind of worthless, actually, but... <laughs> uh, not too bad. Do you want to take a short rest? Uh, how long are we short, or how long is short rest? One hour. And fighters on a short west, or short rest replenish a lot of their class features, so those yeah. are especially attractive for you. Uh, I can I mean, hit dice you, and... Yeah. If you think we can spare the hour, sure, I'll bench myself up. Well, it's... A, my spell will wear off, but, I mean, it's not the worst thing to ever happen. I can spare it. It just makes it easier to hit things, and I didn't even hit a couple things, so... I'm fine with letting it wear off with him being better, healthier, would probably benefit us more than this will. I agree. Um, Is there anywhere that we feel like we could tuck in and hide? Like maybe in this room, back in that corner on the ledge? Um, Um... 
Just because we feel like we haven't set off an alarm, correct? Is that what you said? Uh, as far as you know, um, everyone who has seen or interacted with you in this uh, cave system so far, you have killed. Okay. Um, but in terms of that, like you, you know what you've discovered. Uh, so you already know as well as you're going to whether or not you're safe to take a short rest. Yes, I think it might be a good option and point out to that corner to the north, kind of west of the stairs. It tucks around a corner. Could we kind of huddle in that area and just... Um, yeah. Okay. And yeah, I... Just go to the other side. Now, it, Song of Rest, I just want to ask, um, is that something... I know I would have to, like, sing or give a speech to rouse them for ten minutes. Okay, man, so here's how Song of Rest works. Man. He's let you. It's when you take when you take a long rest or a short rest. Mm -hmm. At the end of it, your allies get temporary hit points. If you want to sing or give a speech or do it at the start of the rest or the end of the rest, he's just worried I, about making now noise. And forever, do not give a fuck. He's worried about um, making noise. Yeah. Is what this is. <laughs> okay, we'll say that, man. Now um, the song of rest. <laughs> So it here's says it's a restful song, but that's my here's, idea. Here's, here's how rests work. You tell the DM you want to take a rest, and then you go about doing it. Okay. And if something happens while you're resting, the DM tells you that after you've started resting. Okay. Um, yes, I will do song of rest during our short rest, if that is permissible. Okay. Uh, so the, the 20 kobolds appear. Sort of the three of you sort of settle in uh, at in the uh, the corner of this room, actually where a lot of the kobolds were relaxing previously. Um, and let's see, uh, roll insight, everyone. Hold on. Okay, good. I'm back up to full HP now. And you got six temporary HP. What are we getting that from? The song of resting. I thought, I think you're confusing inspiring leader and no, no, no. song of rest. Song of rest. Uh, oh, they regain. Okay, all that temp HP. I was wrong. I forgot I don't have yeah. inspiring leader anymore. <laughs> That's right. You're not a human. I was okay, thinking so I you still got some have free temp HP off yes. of the DM there, but uh, uh oh, and, sixteen and for my insight. Um. Uh, Mog's insight is eight. All right. Oh, I need to roll. Uh, sixteen. I think I have a plus one. Uh, no, sixteen total. All right. Uh, Talba, did you roll insight? Oh yeah, I was 16. I said it 16. a minute ago. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I missed it. Uh, yeah, so uh, the two of you, um, while you're resting, you you quietly talk it over a bit, and you, you come to the conclusion from what you've seen. Like, it seems like this complex is understaffed, perhaps. They've got kobolds doing guard duty, which most people are smart enough not to do if they're not desperate. Mm -hmm. Um... And you haven't seen any of the humans yet uh, that you saw guarding the place. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Ready Dice Roll podcast. Continue the adventure with the next episode.